Hello, hello. Welcome to Beyond the Shadows podcast, hosted by Haunted Souls Paranormal. It's December 19th, episode 40, our season finale for season one. And what a great finale it's going to be. What yeah. a guest. We had a great guest on tonight. Yeah. And everything. It's been a long, uh, well, we took a couple well, You we didn't took a start at the beginning. No, you I didn't. came in halfway. Yeah. And, and even started. it felt long for me. I've been doing. I've been here from day one, so that was back in March. Uh, yeah. Yeah, March is when we did roughly our the minimum Hill. of forty weeks. Yeah. Which is. We've had a couple of weeks off though. Yeah, that was what I'm saying. Like the minimum, the minimum of forty, of 40, of 40 yeah. weeks. Uh, we started out at McIntyre Villa. Was our season one. Uh, we went live there. You yeah. were there. I was there. I pop- there I, I didn't like do the podcast in the beginning, but I did the, the towards the end of it. Kind of popped in and start talking. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, so big 40 episodes. Yeah. Which you can go live and watch on YouTube. Um, and you want to listen in the car or want to waste some time, you can go over to Spotify. Uh, we on spot, we're on spot. We all we are we on Spotify. We are on Spotify. We are, yeah, we are on Spotify. <laughs> all 39 episodes are on there tonight. Tomorrow I will. Or later tonight, I will have this episode on there. Yep. So the first season will be up on Spotify. Yeah. Um, we're in the process of uh, the next season will actually be on iHeartRadio. Um, iTunes. iTunes. We're yeah. in the process of getting those all switched and everything. So, uh, yeah, big things to come. Uh, two huge announcements tonight. Um, uh, one announcement is an event announcement. Very big. Yes. And the other one is our season two premiere. Yes. Um, so you'll have to stay into tune. Yeah. We'll have to stay into. You have to watch the episode to hear the big news. Yeah. Uh, we'll announce that after uh, our guests. Yeah. And stuff. But uh, two big, two big things. Um, I was running around and we actually went right up to like uh, 7.55 with the, with the announcement for uh the season premiere <laughs> Literally right before this. Yeah, right before. Uh, yeah, we just uh, wanted to be able to announce it and everything. Yeah, we but. want. Yeah, we wanted to announce it and make sure everybody got to hear because I know we've been promoting it for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but it's not what we were promoting that fell through. But, but uh, it's it's something as big as big. Yeah. Yes. Something. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, weather. Weather is cold. Cold today was uh, actually not that bad, but yeah. it's been cold. And then I dropped the ball. Well, I'll talk about that later about when, when she comes on. Yeah, well. Uh... Uh, I dropped the ball on that one. Uh, but uh, I think Kathy was the oh, yeah, winner yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Kathy. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Kathy. And... She was no, on really early. I'm like, why am I saying Aunt Kathy? It's not my aunt. That's my aunt. <laughs> What's up, sis? Uh, and my other sister, she's on there, too. She was really early today. I, I've been getting earlier and earlier with posting the banner or the podcast uh information and all that uh brandon hello, hey what's up hello. brandon susan hello oh poor dallas <laughs> lauren. lauren hi kenny what's up kenny brown which i almost saw you monday and i didn't know you were closed i'll explain that later but yeah uh it'll be a fun one yes we're excited about this one Hello, Chuck. Hey, hey Chuck. Hello. What's going on? Chuck's with Paradox. Yep. Paranormal. Mm-hmm. Go follow them. Yes. And Nikki, she went to sleep, huh? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so 
Actually, um, Andrew and Nikki will be involved with the big announcement. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, she'll have to definitely. Does she know about it? No, she don't. Oh. I haven't talked to her. Well, and stuff, she can so. find out with the rest. Yeah, or? she'll find out with everybody else. <laughs> everybody else. Uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> Uh, we can negotiate a later bedtime. Hey, look at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with that, uh, we'll go ahead and bring on our Athena. Guests. Yes. Yes, Athena. Oh no, no, wait. We gotta take her out. We gotta do the sponsor. Oh, well, well Hold on. We can have you on. We're just gonna do our sponsor. <laughs> We're doing sponsor. I'm sorry. I was like, I totally, no, we haven't no, we haven't done like, it. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done it in a while. Yeah, and I was like, I just, oh. You know, our season finale. When we I get into a routine of things. I just forget. Yes. <laughs> so tonight's sponsor, or what sponsor? But the company that we are uh, showcasing on tonight's podcast is um, his name is Angel Perez. Uh, I met him at uh, Dark Arts and Odyssey convention in um, Illinois uh, last month, um, and he's an artist. Um, hold on here. He says, I'm mostly a self-taught and I like to tell people I specialize in pet portraits and weird shit. Though I occasionally play with some sculpting, most of my work is 2D. Through my pet portraits are often in color. Though my pet portraits are often in color, I have some color version vision issues which leads me to mostly do my personal work, the weird shit, and gray skull, gray scale and some color popping up here or there. Over the last few years, I've been working on what I call the anatomy of horror collection. It started with me asking the questions, what if Leonardo da Vinci studied the anatomy of werewolves? I spent several weeks studying the da Vinci's anatomy sketches and well as modern illustrations and charts. I soon realized I could not just do a single drawing and made a set of three pages. A couple years later, I started selling my werewolf anatomy prints at a ghoulish mortals, an independent horror-themed shop in St. Charles, Illinois. The prints sold very well, and the shop's owner made some recommendations on new selections. Zombies followed, then vampires, and last year I made the Journal of Frankenstein, which so far seems to be the most popular. Potentially upcoming projects include a creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, dissection, diagram, and possibly adding onto the vampire anatomy since there is so much lore to explore. I'm open to suggestions since the point, since I'm at that point, I'm inspirationally bankrupt. And between, in between projects, I tend to draw dragons and skulls to relax. Lately, I've been drawing the skulls of animals with abstract shapes and surrounding them. Um, you can find him on Instagram at, at pumpkin gizzard. Um, his things up there on the bottom um, he is also the one that I showed you guys the, I don't know where it's at. It's somewhere on the shelf somewhere, but I don't know where it's at, but that's the ones that I bought the Frankenstein one from when I was there. I make a Frankenstein. Yeah. I bought the anatomy of Frankenstein, which was really cool picture and stuff. So check them out, Instagram and everything, uh, and stuff. Sorry about that, Angel. I totally <laughs> forgot about you there, buddy. I know he's probably watching this I'm stuff. I'm so sorry. Sorry about that, <laughs> Athena. Those are super cool. I Drop love them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I dropped. So why I was saying I dropped the ball was because I thought Athena was two hours behind us, yeah. not an hour. And she was like, um, is there a link that we can do the podcast? And I was like, outside of like, uh, I looked at my phone. I'm like, no, not right now. And she's like, it's 443 here. I was like. 
oh, you're only an hour behind me. So <laughs> I really apologize for that. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Everybody always like forgets that Arizona is the only state that actually makes sense in that we don't have daylight savings time. Yeah. So we just always, yeah, we just, we're the only, we're the only ones that um, stay the same. Everybody else, everybody else moves, but then nobody ever knows what time zone we're in. So it's not the first time I'm saying it's not the first time that there's been a confusion about what time something is happening. So I feel like we just need a huge U.S. math and have every single person's time, time zones. zones. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, my well, God. Because at the beginning, we started with everybody in the Midwest. Like all of our guests were in the Midwest. Yeah. And now we're starting to branch out. And it's like Eastern time. They're ahead of us and stuff. So it's always been trying to figure out. And then I thought, well, you're in Flagstaff, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what's the weather here? She's like, oh, it's 42, probably being 20. I'm like, well, that's our weather. Yeah, you're like, it's cold. I was like. <laughs> I just always assume Arizona, it's always hot. It's yeah. just. No, we've got mountains. I mean, Flagstaff is kind of like Colorado in Arizona, except oh, okay. a little less bougie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little less bougie. <laughs> All right. Would you like to tell everybody what you do, who you are, what, you know, what kind of yeah. things that you do? I mean, I do a bunch of stuff. Uh, I am a, an associate professor at Arizona State University, which is down in Tempe in Phoenix, which is not here in Flagstaff where I am right now. But I, I go back and forth. I teach there. I spend time up here in the mountains because I'm kind of mountain girl. Um, and yeah, so I teach classes. I do research. Um specifically on cooperation and how do people sort of manage difficult situations by cooperating. Um, I also work on how cells in our bodies interact and how they cooperate to make us function and what happens when that cooperation breaks down. I've um, written, well, I've written two books. One of them is already out. Um, It is actually about looking at cancer from an evolutionary perspective and a cooperation science perspective, basically like cancer is like a cellular cheater in the cooperation in our bodies. Um, And then the other book that's done, um, but is not yet out is called a field guide to the apocalypse, a mostly serious guide to surviving our wild times. Um, That one is a lot more playful than my first book Um, comes out in April. Uh, Yeah. And people are like, what you wrote a book on cancer and then you wrote a book on the apocalypse and it's like well yeah you're gonna like write a book about cancer like how are you going to do something like more morbid and disturbing you have to you have to go bigger right so yeah yeah, so book two is about um really kind of actually it's actually a way of like kind of looking at this idea of the apocalypse a little differently like instead of looking at it as like the end of the world it's like it's an opportunity actually for us to sort of face what the reality is of risk that, um, you know, we all, we all face in the world and, uh, and, and then reflect a little bit on maybe we want to do things a little bit differently. So, yeah. So I, I write books. I also write for like scientific American and stuff like that. And then podcasting. So these are all the, um, covers from this, I guess is season two of the zombified podcast. Um, we've got four seasons now. Um, and, you know, they're basically conversations with really interesting, cool people who study things that have to do with like, how does our brain get taken over by something that's not us? So when I talk about zombies, um, I'm talking about like actual real examples of zombification in the biological world and the social world where things are like literally taking each other over in one way or another. So 
yeah, so I guess that's me in a, in a nutshell. Um, I do a lot of stuff. I'm excitable. Um, you know, I, like, love, I love that. Which I said, send me your bio of you. And she sent me that picture, that, that list. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I was like, okay. Cause oh. I do the banners for the podcast. He's like, have fun with it. And that's the thing is our banners are so small. And I wish we could have so, but I I'm going to work on it to get, get bigger banners because I mean, I was like, I don't, I was like, I felt so bad. I was like, author it's like podcast host i was like i want to say so much more yeah. but yeah uh no that's, well, that's what this is this, for so you know yeah no exactly don't yeah, give like, it all yeah, away yeah you can't get it all away but yeah no i was like reading it and then just you explaining it i'm like say nutshell i'm like that's so cool so um just to let everybody know we met actually at the uh, haunted garage's uh horror festival uh you spoke here in st louis and stuff yeah. And I was like, I, we missed you because you were on Friday night and we already had a pre-event going on with yeah. our, our paranormal group and stuff. So we were like, oh, I wanted to listen to her so bad. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh. I'll just ask her to come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd even be better. We'll just have our own personal awesome. uh, thing and stuff. Yeah. Well, and it looks like, it looks like it's likely I'm going to be back in St. Louis um, on my book tour. So I will let you guys know. Oh yeah. And then if you do go to uh haunted souls group page on Facebook, you can advertise. Yeah. Promote your book and everything. Promote your book, your podcast and everything. Yeah. That's awesome. all there for our, uh, for everybody to advertise. We don't, you know, now you can post all your, like if you have a new episode or airing or whatever, yeah. just you can just post all it. that stuff on there. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let us know about your when your book when you're back in town. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You definitely come uh, that. Yeah, that'd be cool. And stuff. Yeah. So let's uh let's get into it. Let's let's yeah. So you I know you heard kind of talking about like the taking over the brain and everything. How how and I know this probably research is probably way beyond, uh, but in the sum, how does that work more realistically? how could we see the zombie apocalypse happening and taking over the brain? Yeah. Well, I mean, the really cool thing about biology is that like, if you can imagine it, it probably exists somewhere <laughs> in the biological world. Like it's crazy. The kinds of things that um, are just like normal occurrences. So like the very big picture is that, in the biological world, more than half of all organisms are like parasites of some sort or another who like live off of and feed off of other organisms. Now, some of them do that in a, in a sort of straightforward, basic kind of way where they extract resources or, you know, get protection from being inside an organism or, you know, use the organism to like reproduce stuff like that. Um, but then there's some that Actually, like get in there and really mess with the behavior of their host. And that's where we start getting into, you know, straight up zombie territory. Uh, you're probably familiar with the like, cordyceps fungus because it was kind of made famous by The Last of Us. Now, we probably don't have to worry about cordyceps fungus infecting us as humans because our immune systems are pretty different from immune systems of insects and cordyceps fungus is really, um, they're specialized for, for insects. Um, but they, there's like hundreds of different cordyceps fungus that specialize on different species of insects. So they take over the bodies of the 
of the insects and they then use the insects. They like make them go to places where then they essentially like explode their spores everywhere to infect other insects. So that shit happens like in biology. And that's just one example. There's tons of examples of, you know, biological entities that take over other organisms and get them to do their bidding. So sounds terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like scarier than like, a movie. So, I, mean, like, you you know what? I hear the parasites, and I'm like, oh, like it's just scary. Wait, you got she's gonna she's she's in, oh. actually in college to become a nurse. So <laughs> here she is, like, oh, parasite. I'm yeah. gonna get the I'm worst like, infected of this family yeah, being at like, the hospital. <laughs> if there is a zombie, you you still have a job. So you know, you know. So that's you know. Um, I know you mentioned like this is us, and I, I'm like, I don't think you Last watched of us. Last of Us. Have you watched that? Uh, I've. I've heard like little videos yeah. on like TikTok I'm like in the middle of it now. Do you watch a lot of your zombie, a lot of the zombie things, and be like, I, that's not? I really do, I do now. Um, I mean, people are like, oh, like, have you always been like really into zombies and zombie movies and shows? And I'm like, uh, no, actually, I like got really into like biological zombies, and then I was like, oh, like I should watch these zombie movies and shows. So it's like, it was kind of backwards for me. I got in through like the very, very nerdy biological approach. And then um, now I, I've, I've definitely developed a soft spot for zombie movies. And also like, you know, many of them are just so fucking funny. They're hilarious. And I didn't, I didn't realize that like a lot of horror is actually really funny um, until, until, you know, a few years ago when I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go all in with, you know, zombies and horror. So, yeah. So I, we, I know there's tons of like movies and tons of different ways the zombies move, like, like the walking dead, they don't run. They kind of just walk and, and thing. And then I think, um, Last of Us, they, they kinda, like they're run. pretty quick. And then I watched, oh, I can't think it was on Netflix or another show. It was called like Black Sunday or something like that. Mm, I didn't see that Black one. Summer. Black Summer. Yeah, it was Black Summer. I've seen it, but and I've these zombies like were fa almost as fast as humans. Like when they were running, they were like right behind them. They were like, these people got a hard time like running away from them. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'll survive on that one. <laughs> I'm like, I'm more, the, I'm more of the, like the Walking Dead type where they're slow and, you know. Uh, and yeah. Stuff. Well, what? yeah. So that brings us to like, what is actually realistic? Yeah. Right. That's what I was going to ask you. What yeah, yeah. would you think is what? How would they act, or how would zombies you think would act the real way they would act if it really? Well, I mean, there probably there is probably some now with all the bacteria there are. There are. Are there? Are, okay, that's a question. Are there zombies now? Mm, so many questions. Which where do I start? <laughs> oh. Whatever you want to do first. Let's see, right. okay, I know. So, here so, I say I didn't have no questions. I know. I do. As soon as you, you were like, I don't have any questions. I'm like, just you wait. As soon as she, we start getting into this, you're just going to ask so many questions. <laughs> well, so I'll start with sort of like the easier one, which is like, you know, zombies in the movies versus like zombies in real life. Like what is the, what's the difference? And for the sake of like argument now, we'll just talk about like human type zombies. So if there were to be, you know, something like a, like a zombie, a human zombie, um, what would they have, like what biological constraints would realistically be there? And how would that shape like what the zombie would be like? Well, first of all, zombies, if, so if they are 
like their bodies are compromised. If they're bleeding, they have broken bones, stuff like that. Um, they're not going to be able to be fast zombies of any sort. They're going to be extremely slow. And if they're, if they can't maintain their blood pressure, then they're not going to be able to run or move quickly. Right. So, so the idea of like a entity that is like totally compromised bodily and is still quite physically active, that's just not biologically possible. So you don't have to worry about fast zombies unless they are maintaining their bodily integrity. Right. So you could imagine, Oh, well maybe like they get a bite and then that like ramps up their energy system somehow because they're you're getting fucked with. So you could potentially have something like that. Like that that's biologically possible um to to have a fast zombie that's, you know, basically just getting somehow hacked by some, you know, agent. But now what do we actually see though? Like are there examples of zombification in humans? Yes and no. So it, again, it comes down to kind of like how you're defining a zombie, like the slow shambling, you know, groaning kind of zombie in most shows like that, that isn't really something that we see in humans. But there are some examples of um, viruses and, um, and other parasites that um, do take people over and make them do things they otherwise wouldn't do. So probably the best known example is the rabies virus. Um, it, uh, it, it affects the nervous system and, um, it's lethal if you don't get a vaccine, you know, like very, very soon after, um, you're bitten and it will make people, um, often, uh, fear water and be foaming at the mouth. And in the, in their saliva, um, there's just, it's just teeming with the rabies virus. Um, now, whether the the virus is able to really like transmit through humans is there's some debate about that because you know it really probably evolved for um transmission in other organisms like you know dogs and squirrels and 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 other animals um but it does probably because we as we're also mammals it can have some similar effects on us as as humans um and you know it's i mean it's tragic uh, really tragic. Um, and it's also kind of the closest thing we have to a zombie virus in, in humans, I would say. Um, so, so yeah, that's probably like the best example of a, of a zo human zombie situation. That was kind of my next question. Was I'm out. <laughs> if there's any possible chance that they're running, look, <laughs> Was, that was going to be my next question is like, is rabies really like the, the one step that's really close to a person being zombified, which you, you hit on that because you pretty much are just like foaming and you're, you know, you, you just don't have control. It takes over. It like takes you said, over your takes body. Over, yeah. yeah. But the, yeah. The, the fascination with I have about rabies is that your fear of water. That's just, that's really weird that that disease would like just freak you out with. You know, well, you know, probably what's going on there is so if you drink water, then all of that that saliva that's teeming with the virus goes back into your system. But if you don't drink water, then it comes out and it makes it more likely that it could infect. So whether that evolved, you know, to manipulate humans or to manipulate other mammals, right? Probably evolved to manipulate other mammals, but we're similar enough that um, we 
we have some of those uh, effects if we are infected. Yeah, I love how you, as, as growing up as a kid, like, oh, don't touch that possum. It's going to have rabies. You know, we're all like, oh, no, I don't. You're sticking a stick with it, trying to play with it. We're about to get a zombie virus. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to take one person not to get they, rabies shot. Oh, my God. Rabies shots are bad. You get, like, was it like I'm 21 you, of gonna, them or something like It's going to take like one time. Yeah. You get them all in your stomach, too. That's horrible. Hey. Yeah, that's not um, hey. Yeah, it just. <laughs> hey, I'm hey, fine hey, with hey. the zombies, but, like, the rabies <laughs> shots, look. <laughs> She's like, can I, so she's like, can we just skip the step and just go to the zombie? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> and it, it kills me too because like we watched like I'm like we talked like Santiago was on last week. We've been the big like the Walking Dead. Yeah, and I, I watch like the Fear of the Walking Dead and all those. Yeah, and it kills me, and I laugh, and I just think about like when you see these shows, and there's a zombie like in the swamp and it's stuck, and they can't move, and I'm like, you're literally just laying there for the next forever stuck in that spot like you can't go nowhere and your brain's not there, there so yeah, it's just, it's you just, can't. you're just standing in the swamp like <laughs> moving your arms like uh, i feel like we're talking about like current like employment in america or something like <laughs> well, i'm just in the swamp i can't uh. yeah i mean i'm <laughs> yeah. behind this this fast food restaurant counter, and i don't know what i'm doing i can't put a hamburger in a bag i just don't understand <laughs> oh, you know i say that all the time i'm like he had one job Put the hamburger in the bag. I do not put the hamburger in the bag. I just don't know. Hey, that's the that's the example of a zombie now. Yeah. <laughs> so other than the rabies, have you seen anything else that, I mean, I know you studied that would be like, hey, you can see that this could turn into a, a zombified for humans or anything like that? Well, so, you know, there are, um, well, do you know about Toxoplasma gondii? No, sure don't. So, so Toxo, I affectionately call it Toxo. It is a, um, it's an amoeba and it usually infects, um, cats and rats and has this like really weird life cycle where it, um, it's like in different forms in cats and in rodents. And when it's in rodents, it gets into their brains and into their muscles and it fucks with them in a really, really crazy way. Um, it makes them sexually attracted to the smell of cat urine. Wow. So they literally will like go up to their predator and like cuddle up with a boner. <laughs> like literally that is technically what happens. And then, you know, unless it's like a, you know, cat that has lost all of its instincts, it, eats the rodent, right? And uh, then the Toxoplasma gondii eggs, they get into the the cat and um, they complete their life cycle and then they get pooped out and then rodents will consume the cat feces again and then it, it's, it's like the circle of fucked up life. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I know some of if, if Abby's watching, she has rats. <laughs> So yeah. I don't get rats and yeah. I, lo yeah. I, I, I love cats, cats. are okay, but yeah. I'm well, a dog person. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. So, so in humans, uh, about 30% of us have Toxoplasma gondii um, in our brains and in our muscles. Um, and there's been a very, there hasn't been very much research on it. There's been a little bit um, suggesting that there might be personality changes 
if you have Toxoplasma gondii, maybe more risk-taking, but there's been like so little research on this, even though it is something that infects a huge portion of the population. So we need more research on Toxoplasma gondii, I would say, because I, I it may be zombifying us um, in ways that we don't even know. It's just like, I agree. I agree, I agree. with everything. Okay. I, feel like you're I will say this shadow. right now. I'm okay. I'm, I'm afraid of the paranormal guys. Okay. I'm a paranormal bestie, but I'm afraid of it. Yeah. I don't understand. I'm even more terrified if something's chasing me zombies like i'm scared of the zombie apocalypse so the fact that there's something could be in my brain that's like zombifying it uh hey yeah it's already like, in there i you know, know? Yeah, that's scary don't research on it like yeah. yeah one of the three of us probably statistically has it oh, what put it in <laughs> Yeah, it's probably it's you, Dan. Me. Yeah, it's probably you. <laughs> Make sure you all clock the door when you go to sleep. Hey, <laughs> I'm staying at someone's house, not here. <laughs> so, uh, if so there's a question in the in the chat about how does it get into into people, and um, well, I have to also say like rats and cats are not the only ones. Like Toxo, it. I mean, it's admirable and amazing. It infects nearly every warm-blooded animal on this planet. Like, it is all over the fucking place. Like, if aliens came to the Earth and they were, like, looking around and, like, they could tell that, you know, uh, um, that, that Toxa was, like, perhaps the most successful parasite to ever have existed, they'd be like, why do you guys not have an entire research like institute dedicated to understanding Toxoplasma gondii, which infects so, so many things. So we get, we can get Toxo from eating um, meat that isn't fully cooked um, because it's in so many different warm blooded animals. So yeah, it's all over the place. It's in whales. It's in, you know, it's all, yeah, it's in the, you know, all, all over the food chain. So that's crazy. I'm yeah. terrified. Do our research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm <That's> terrified. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can catch up on uh, chat real quick. Chat was like all excited. So yeah, yeah. I got some lot. <laughs> there's like another thing in the chat that I really want to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we'll Kathy uh, asks, says those pets. would you consider COVID-19 a form of zombification? So I want to get that one because so COVID-19, the virus underlying it, SARS-CoV-2. It is um, a neural manipulator. It actually gets into our pain receptors and it fucks with them. So when you are initially infected with SARS-CoV-2, you don't feel the pain that you should be feeling given how the virus is ravaging your body because it binds to your pain receptors and basically like has an analgesic effect, like as if you are taking like massive painkillers. So it's lying to your body, basically saying, not only is everything fine, everything is great. So it does that. And it also messes with something called interferon. Now, interferon is a really, really important um, uh, signaling mechanism in our bodies. It basically, it you know, when it's, um, when it's produced, it makes us go into like a sickness behavior kind of mode where we like rest and we don't go and do things and we chill so that our bodies can deal with uh infection that we have but covid interferes with interferon so early stages when you are infected you're like oh i feel great and 
I don't feel sick at all. So what do you do? You probably are more active and interacting with people more than you would if you were actually feeling bad in the way that, you know, COVID is destroying a lot of your bodily systems as it is infecting you. So my uh, my colleague, Joe Alcock, and I, we actually wrote a piece for um, uh, the conversation, which was like uh, reproduced in a lot of um, uh, newspapers around the country um, about this. And we, we basically uh, used the analogy here with zombies and that COVID, it might not make us into the undead, but it does make us into the unsick where early on in infection, you don't necessarily feel sick, even though you are highly transmissible. So maybe we've already been through a zombie apocalypse and most people didn't realize it. Well, they sure are acting like it with the food prices. You <laughs> <laughs> said, like wait, 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 okay, I got it. Wait a minute. We went, had a, if we did have a zombie in 2020, why toilet paper? <laughs> I just I'm going to the ammo store. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I had to get toilet paper. That's how we're going to stop them. All right. What we got? Uh, Andrew Nikki. That's awesome. Oh, that's right. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 Um, she said, where did it? Uh, those portraits, uh, pet portraits are awesome. Yes. Um, that's awesome. Talent art. Yes. 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 Stacey, hello. Hello. What's up? Uh, you're the only ones who actually knows what time it is. Us? Yeah, who us? <laughs> well, I don't Apparently, know we know because I was late. So you know, <laughs> uh, your video was a good tease. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I look at this Athena. Uh, check. Uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, she's like, stop it. <laughs> uh, I too enjoy spreading my biological filth everywhere I visit. Don't think it causes zombies, though. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, twenty-eight Eight days, days later. later. Oh, that's the other one. That's, I forgot about that. that. They ran fast too. I I don't do with the fast ones. <laughs> I never considered rabies being a form of zombification. That's fascinating. I know. I you just think of like. Well, that's fascinating for her because she works at Petco. Oh, <laughs> good luck. She works at a pet store. So yeah, good luck with that one, Lauren. <laughs> uh, true. So very true. Finally made it on here. Hello, hey, Heidi. Heidi. Uh, yep, that's okay. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> so disgusting. Hello, Carrie. Hello, hello. hello. So that's a hell of a way to feed a cat. <laughs> I know. Uh, how does the toxic rack thing get to people? That was what that earlier. Uh, that's very emotive. Yes. Wow, man, the people are just. Uh, Heidi said aliens are are already. Yep. I bet you they're probably like. Hey, you guys got something in you. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, they probably uh, know already. Vegan for the win. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> How does that impact neurodivergent neurodiver people? Yeah, but neurodivergent people who are already have weird relationships with pain. Oh. Uh, wow, oh, Dan. That's a question to you. Uh, oh, Dan, <laughs> Did you see that one, Athena? How does that impact the neural? I have no idea, but it's a very, <laughs> that's a very interesting question. I mean, like, so there, like, there really just hasn't been that much 
work on, you know, pain and viruses, but there's, there's quite a bit of like really interesting, bizarre stuff with pain and in general, like microbiome too. So not just viruses, but also bacteria. Like there's probably a lot of like regulation of our pain systems that is happening via our microbiome. So there's a, it's a, I mean, it's, it's a whole world of research that is like just emerging now. So people need to get on this, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this, they do. this research here. Oh, I just have to worry about rat bite fever. Rat bite yeah. fever. I, you know what? I love animals, but sometimes, you know, I just don't know. They bite me. No, that's my worst fear. Zombie apocalypse. I'm like, I'm dead. Animal bites you. I'm like, I'm gone. Who just gives up? I, hey, you know, sometimes. I, so I just posted a little thing here, like in case people want to learn more about the whole like COVID and zombie thing. Uh, that's the title of the piece and it's in um, the, the conversation and it's all online. So you can like yeah. just go there and it's all free and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. That's the kind of question I was leading up. I was like, I was going to ask about COVID if that was a form or could it possibly escalate into that, you know, zombification and stuff like that. It just amazes me that these micro, you know, like these parasites and stuff that make the body do weird stuff. And, you know, yeah. like you said, you know, COVID-19, the big thing was everybody is like, well, I'm not sick. And they're out, you know, they've already had the virus in their body for two or three days. And they're out, you know, going to family functions yeah. or whatever. And then they're spreading it out. And then next, you know, someone's like, oh, I got, you know, I have COVID. And next, you know, everybody's got it because mm -hmm. that person didn't know, you know, like you said, they were fine. You know, they were going, you know, yeah. out to a movie theater or whatever at that point in time that, you know. I think that's what the whole thing of, oh, you might not feel it, but you could be carrying it. Like that was that yeah. whole mm -hmm. thing of. You're, it was your brain telling you, you're fine. You're all good. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, you know, yeah, I mean, you might be fine, you know, for the moment, but it could catch up with you later. Or you might be the kind of person who, you know, d doesn't ever really feel it. And there were a lot of people who were, you know, carriers, but asymptomatic. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a complicated process, any, you know, disease evolution, but something like COVID that is, you know, that actually has the ability to mess with our perception um, of our own bodily states, like that's crazy. And then, and, you know, and selection will favor the, you know, agents of infection that are better at manipulating their hosts so that they can get around and transmit more. It's just like basic evolutionary biology at that this point. Crazy. Crazy. That sounds terrifying. I'm a host being a host of <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stay up all night just looking at the ceiling like I could a parasite could take over my body right now. I, I mean, it already probably is. So, <laughs> no worry. Like. Yeah, no worry. Already got it. So don't start worrying about it. Oh. Uh, the radiation coming in with all the solar flares also transmit these beings and help us to reduce. That's the top one. It's oh, terrifying. Uh, so, people like myself that are asymptomatic to COVID really not that lucky ones, but COVID has already taken over our bodies. I showed no symptoms, but had COVID twice. Kind of like what we were saying of yeah, the whole that's the whole asymptomatic. That yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I think I, at one point in time I got really sick, but it wasn't like the COVID symptoms. 
and stuff. And I, maybe it was, and I just didn't realize it. And I just thought I had a, a sinus infection. It was a parasite. Yeah, it's just a parasite. Every time she gets thanks at the end, every time she gets sick now, she's going to be like, she's going to come up from the basement and be like, I got a parasite. <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing is, like, getting sick is like getting hijacked by something. Well, that's that's what getting sick is, you know? I mean, like, some agents of infection take over our brains and our nervous systems more than others. Like, others will just be like, yeah, I'm cool to just, like, you know, consume your resources and leave you to suffer. And then others are like, oh, I'm going to take over your brain. So it's a spectrum, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I hope I stay really low on that one. <laughs> Maybe she skipped this episode. You know what? <laughs> I'm really liking The Walking Dead right now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot less scary than that real thing. Um, so I know people have seen like what was it the bath salts or something that you know they were saying people were yeah. eating. They saw other people eating people and stuff like that. Um, and everything they're like, oh, they're zombify with that and stuff like that. Which again. That's a chemical, I guess, mm -hmm. causing, you know, yeah. with the brain and, you know, firing on different drugs will stuff. fuck with you. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a thing that happens. So you're just kicking that parasite right in. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, you don't, it doesn't need to be a, a parasite to, for you to be zombified. So you could be zombified really by, anything that can get into your neural systems and manipulate you in one way or another, um, intentionally or unintentionally. So, you know, drugs, they just are, are good at tapping into our neural systems, right? They, um, they change the signaling in our neural systems. Um, they're, you know, adding new things in the mix or adding, you know, getting our brains to like release a bunch of compounds that they don't usually, right? So uh, drugs are, are just one way that we can get hijacked, but there, you know, there's a lot of other things too. Like, you know, we get hijacked by our friends, by our, partners by our kids our pets like you know they can get in there and mess with our reward systems and reward us for doing things that benefit them and then before we know it we're you know buying like a full wardrobe of dog sweaters and like the most premium dog food that you can imagine and you're like wait a second like I'm spending more on this dog than I might on a child and you're like wow I'm zombified, so yeah. I'm a zombified. Wait, wait, just because of prior, before everybody got online, are we are we talking like from experience, Athena, or are we talking? <laughs> I have, I have, I so I have three three kids and and two dogs, and my dogs do eat the most premium dog food. Although they only have two sweaters, so. Uh. <laughs> The way you said that so conventionally, like, like then you're next to you dog, dog sweaters. sweaters you know? like, oh my gosh, I, it's like George, which is the dog I dog sit for. He has his like own wardrobe and he's got his own dog. Like it's just yeah. so everybody wants to know that we have a lot of dog people out in our chat. Yeah. So what kind of dogs do you have? I have two mutts, two rescues. Um, one is a lab pit bull mix wow. and the other is a um a shepherd res dog mix who probably has some coyote in her too oh yeah they're both like adorable disasters honestly so <laughs> that's yeah. the best you're like yeah. you're lucky you're cute <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh kind of do before we do our next question uh that is just I'll help me do a boss for worms. Worms. thank you I, i'm gonna be like Heidi, do that's I got my anything? thing man Heidi, just... do i got anything <laughs> 
that's my thing is like worms thing that's just to me is that's terrifying yeah. everything's terrifying to me by the way <laughs> uh everyone uh could be carrying including mrsa not necessarily for displaying we have so many dang nurses on here <laughs> i cannot i'm gonna go to biology class this next semester and they're gonna be saying everything i'm like i know what that is i know what that is <laughs> if you have any biology problems you just there you go the i'm just gonna ask here every time go. on the podcast like guys i'm having this issue <laughs> uh is it saying how fast things spread even if you think you are a germ freak yeah, yeah I've, that remind. well, the whole COVID thing was funny, though, and I don't mean to get into this, but if you remember when I used to coach coach you in softball mm -hmm. and Lodi's little boy, uh, Xander, mm -hmm. he would he was like uh, probably like four, three or four. Yeah. And he'd be at the softball fields and you look over and he's like licking, licking the benches, like benches. The, the seats. And I'm like, dude. Stop licking. He'd be like licking the banisters Ugh. and stuff. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, he would, he would do. It's just the weirdest thing. I'm like, that kid's never getting sick. <laughs> like, yeah, no, oh. he was just jumped starting that immune system. So. Yeah, he, he was like his his thing. I don't to this day. I was like, wow, like, that was do it yourself vaccine, right? Just yeah, like, he was licking everything. and he would look at you too. He'd like, yeah, he would look at you and be like, and you're like. <laughs> I'm like, you're weird. <laughs> you know what stopped him doing it though? One day we were at the grocery store and there was like something in the cart, like in the one of the grooves, and he picked it out and he put it in his mouth and he spit it out. He didn't like it. And then he stopped After doing that. it. After that, he never did never licked anything ever again. I think it was like old cheese. It was, I don't know what it was. Ugh, that's so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it is, ain't it? I know. Yeah, uh, uh, sorry, tuning in late. Hello, hello. Hello. Double speed to play, to play catch up. <laughs> well, we might sound a little funny. So, <laughs> Don't mind that. <laughs> yeah, we might sound like we've just been sucking on helium. Uh, not that I'm seeing. Thank you, Heidi. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, love it. Rescues are the best. Yes, yes, yes. Here comes all the dog things. Uh, said <laughs> I'll help you. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll appreciate it. Uh, I always consider zombies the humans with no souls i mean yeah i mean you're taking over your body and everything yep and then, all right um, so we got the zombies so now let's walk let's talk about your book which is the apocalypse yes a field guide to the apocalypse um, so what does the apocalypse look like or I guess I'm saying that the wrong way am I no because I mean everyone like when you think of apocalypse you automatically think a zombie apocalypse like the movies and everything but I I mean, I guess there could be other apocalypse. Yeah, is there other apocalypse that you kind of talk in your book about? And yeah, well, so as you can imagine, the zombie apocalypse is my favorite kind of apocalypse. I like to yeah. I like to use it as like a stand-in for disasters in general because it's just much more fun than like oh, yeah. talking about you know wildfires and floods and AI apocalypse. Although AI apocalypse can be kind of fun, like zombies just kind of make the apocalypse better, in my opinion. So, mm -hmm. um, but my book is uh, it's actually a semi serious book, but not entirely, and it's very sweary. Um, and it's a uh, it's really about like how we can think about the apocalypse um, differently and how we can use cooperation to actually better deal with the challenges that we are all facing today and um, the challenges that we're likely to face in the future. So um, I kind of open by talking about how like 
the original Greek definition of the of apocalypse is actually a revealing. So it's like a, a revealing of the risk that is inherent in the world as opposed to it being like the end of the world. So, you know, when a bad thing happens that that like tells us like bad things can happen. So we better, you know, be ready. We better have, you know, good relationships with the people who we're going to depend on. Um, and we better understand our worlds and ourselves so that we can deal with these challenges better. So, so yeah, it's, it's really kind of a, a fun way of introducing a bunch of these ideas about, um, you know, both like the reality of things like wildfire risks and floods and the apocalypses that are not just like potentially happening in the future, but things that have been happening over the last few years, right? There's a lot of areas where like wildfires have decimated like whole cities and like, yeah. you know, like it, that's, that shit is real. Um, and so, yeah, so it's like kind of taking all of that very seriously, but then also, you know, saying, well, we have to actually approach this with uh, a measure of like curiosity, fun, in, you know, engagement, um, not, not treating it like, oh, like you should do this and that and, you know, be prepared for this or that or stop doing this or that. It's like, no, let's all just kind of, you know, work together, have some fun being ready for the uncertain future that we are all facing together. Yeah. And then you get the people that are just paranoid and don't want to help nobody but themselves yeah. and then that's where you get to all the crazy people running around and you know yeah it's not like you say if everybody works together and calmly does this it, it you would do it but then you know people are just running to the grocery stores or whatever you know and yeah and grabbing well, everything they can toilet paper covid there you go yeah that's the whole you know yeah. well like, i mean the thing is though like when there are disasters you know in the immediate aftermath like when bad things happen um people spontaneously help each other. So that's like a big part of the research that I've done, like as a professor at ASU with the Human Generosity Project. We've seen across societies um, that when bad shit happens, like people help each other without expecting to get paid back, um, especially like right away, right after those bad things happen. Now, COVID was, was a little different and interesting. And, you know, in general, like if you have issues with infections, it's a little harder for people to just like jump in to help each other face to face, right? Because you have to take into account like not spreading the not spreading disease. Um, but we saw in, in our research that like people who felt more interdependent um, with others uh, were actually more likely to maintain a higher level of helping even as the pandemic kind of wore on. So it's, you know, it's something that um, is a very natural thing for us to, to help each other um, when, when things aren't going well. But if people start to worry that everyone is going to be a dick, then that can fall apart, right? If people start to not trust each other. So, you know, when it comes to like, well, how do we, how do we deal with uh, the challenges that we are you know, going to be facing in the future. Um, the the bottom line is, you know, for most things, it, you know, our natural inclination to help in times of need is going to be the, like the main force that's there. And yeah, sometimes, you know, there will be people who are trying to take advantage of the situation and, and cheat, like that does happen. And you want to be alert to that, but that's the minority of people, 
you know, most people are really just, they just want to help if they can. Yeah. I mean, you see majority of like the disasters and, and stuff like people, you know, most of them now give in and help us. So it's not like, it's, like the yeah. Haiti thing when they had the earthquakes and stuff like that and stuff that most people, that is the generosity is people wants to help, you know, earthquakes. Um, my biggest thing that I've always seen that, that totally re- resonates with me is the whole Katrina in Absolutely. New Orleans. That was yeah. just because I guess maybe that was so much um, live on TV. I mean, it was everything. And you saw people in wheelchairs with, ble- with you know, blankets laying over the top of them that passed away just sitting out on the street. Yeah. And that was so devastating to that. That was, you know, the wildfires. We don't you don't they don't show you that much on. You know, you see the fire burning, but you don't get to see the people, their houses that are, you know, damaging and stuff like that mm-hmm. to where, you know, not in the Midwest, at least because when there are fires. But that was a real big thing for me was that was Katrina's what, you know, really resonates with me the most on disasters yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. And I feel like in the past couple of years with just everything, any kind of disaster that we've been having, it seems like a lot of people, the communities and other states and just the like everyone just seems to like come together. So mm-hmm. like, you know, we always see the zombie apocalypse, like, oh, everyone's going to be like turning on each other. But like, if it's a disaster and everything, kind of like what you were saying, like people tend to draw together and help each other and they're most likely to help each other with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because like, you know, in zombie movies, right. You see, you see a bunch of things that like shouldn't be like happening, like in a real apocalypse. Right. So like people will be like, um, <laughs> Well, why don't we go out and see what's happening? It's like, no, like stay inside, shelter in fucking place. Like that's what you should do, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it wouldn't advance the storyline if the bunch of people just sat around playing Yahtzee, right? Like that's, right. Not, that's not a zombie apocalypse movie. So, and it's the same thing with like, you know, like people turning on each other and all of that. It's like, that makes for drama. That's like a more engaging story. And yes, you do need to be alert to like those kinds of things, like in a disaster that, you know, there are people who are like, you know, trying to take advantage and exploit and do cons and stuff. But yeah, it's, you know, in general, that's not, that's not how most people behave. Talking about cons and everything. That's, that is so common nowadays with everybody on social media and people, you know, taking money from older people you know, know. and I mean, how many, and there's like a lot of romance cons too. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you get on your emails alone have like every day I got like two things saying, Oh, you've, you got a package, click on this link to, you know, that's been sitting here for weeks. I'm like, well, that's funny because I haven't ordered anything. So Mm -hmm. why would I have a package there? You know, and it's, and they're getting clever. And the more, you know, like with the logos on it before it wasn't now, you know, people see like, Amazon logo and they're like oh this is really real you know so in a way we are kind of I guess in a way we are in a cop in an apocalypse now I mean things are changing um yeah I know they say global warming I don't know you know what that is but we were talking about this um you know when I was when I was a kid um here in the midwest our winters were winters like Mm -hmm. from October to March, we had snow on the ground the whole time. Yeah. You know, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, so same. Oh, yeah. yeah, so you know, yeah, it, yeah. it was like cold and always mm-hmm. snow. And last year, we had one snow that was like a half an inch. No way, really. Yeah, it was. We had it one hasn't snow snowed last year. yet here. Yeah, 
we had we had one snow last year and it was like a it wasn't even like a snow snow it you know? snowed and maybe you're like oh wow like it's like really snowing out there the next day it was all melted you're yeah. like so it's like we haven't really had any bad winters yeah. in years and i'm like i'm I'm always like, I want to have that one winter and like, well, we had the blizzard in 82 where, yeah. you know, we had three feet of snow or, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, school, the city was shut down and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Snow that would be great. Yeah. It was yeah. like snow days when you're a kid. Now as you're a adult, you're like, God damn snow. I don't, like, we don't want to, <laughs> you know, every kid's happy that they're off school for a week, you know. So basically we are living in apocalypse now. I mean, we got what you see in the apocalypse. We do have a lot of that going on now. Yeah. Well, Other and than, all those, all those cons, I mean, those are about like zombification, really. They're like, you know, how do you send these like fake signals that make people think that they're engaging with a trusted entity? Like they're, you know, like they're, that's, it's a way of getting into your brain and influencing you, changing your behavior um, in a way that isn't beneficial. You know, like cons are just kind of like, uh, you know, a big version of like parasites, right? They're trying to extract like resources and services from you, get you to do their bidding. Um, True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could never, I watch that and see that. And I'm like, I don't understand how those people can give thousands and thousands of dollars to these people that well, what, what can they say? Well, it's like Papa, my grandpa, he got called by somebody and they're like, this is the blah, blah, blah County police station. Uh, you know, we have an investigation with you. You're a suspect. And he's like, what? Like they like they conned him and but said, they told him hey, to I'm gonna on. bring I'm gonna bring the supervisor and I'm gonna put the supervisor. They said hello, my badge numbers, blah 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 blah. But how'd they want him to pay? And that's what it did. It, he, they got him in this. They they're good at it. Like you said, they're they're like these parasites who are really good at manipulating you. And they were like, you know, if you really want this to go away, you're gonna have to do the, the, this this amount of money. You put it out. Here's our station. And my grandpa was on a way to go take money out of the bank. And he's like, wait, what? Like, it's, but when they say, here you go, send us to here. At that in time moment, you're like, oh, yeah, I have to do it. And then once you send it, you're like, wait, what? Why did I do that? Yeah. I almost got conned two weeks ago. So I got an email from a close friend of mine who runs like this, this whole like music organization in Flagstaff. And she's like, do you need a cello? And I'm like, oh yeah, I do. Cause like, I'm borrowing one from one of my friends now. And I like, I love to play the cello. And she's like, okay, well, you know, this person has a, has a cello that they're giving away. And I'm like, awesome. So I was like corresponding with them. And, um, then, and at one point they're like, oh yeah, well I'm in Maryland and like it, uh, you know, need to like ship it to you from Maryland. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, she knows my friend. So like, I trust all of this. And then, uh, you know, then I get like an email from the moving company and they're like, you know, okay, like, you know, send $350 to this like Zelle or whatever. And I'm like, hmm. so I asked my friend, I'm like, how well do you know this person who's giving away this cello? Cause this seems a little weird. And she's like, oh, I don't know them at all. They just like emailed me out of the blue. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But you know, it was like, like it was this close and they, they like preyed on that, right? Like they, they found someone who was a really trusted individual in the community and then like weaponize them to try to execute this con. Like, isn't that crazy? crazy? 
They'll and that dead tour list, cello player, that wasn't on your bio. I know. That wasn't on your list either. Uh, yeah, I play I play a bunch of instruments. I'm, <laughs> so I'm really, I love music. So musician love music. too. <laughs> yeah, I well, so I mean, like I, I actually like write parodies about the apocalypse and stuff like that. Like that's part of what I what I do for fun. So <laughs> Man. Yeah. So Angel, Angel draws zombies, anatomy of zombies, and she writes parodies. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If That's I if I would have known, I'd like you know grab my ukulele and play you guys something. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the con thing is just it's just not getting smart. You know, it kind of gets me though when they start doing though. Well, the big con right now they say is the gift cards in the stores. That they're copying the numbers on the gift cards, and then they'll 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 take the card out, cut that part off that they scratch off the the account number, and they put the card back in. And then when you take it up to the to the thing, you don't have that. And then you put fifty dollars on, and it alerts them that there's that that account's been used, and they go in there and take that money out, and then that person don't have wow. Oh yeah. yeah, they they've been going in and now they've been taking the numbers and and scratching the numbers. So yep. it's like you have to feel when you get a gift card, you got to make sure the whole card's there and stuff that they've been showing that they go in and take the card out, mm -hmm. cut that strip off. Making crazy. It. It's just crazy. It's now just, no one's buying gift cards this year. Well, yeah, everybody's I mean, getting gift cash. cards are cash. Cash. Everyone's anyway. getting cash. Yeah. yeah, cash is king. You can go anywhere. <laughs> My sister's on her. She'll tell you, cash is king. Mm -hmm. You can take cash anywhere. So. um I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, Cons. No, we're yeah, pop the apocalypse. Mm. Uh, it's the gift card apocalypse, right? Yeah, it's a gift card there apocalypse. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, every, the whole thing about like the movies and the like you said, the zombie apocalypse. It they have to make it interesting and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it, what's the number one thing about all those movies? There is no government anymore. Yeah. You know, and so now people go crazy because there is no law. So then that's when you see people There's killing no people, anymore. stealing, no... you know, they're, they're, you know, they're just taking their, the law into their own hands and stealing yeah. it. Well, that, that also assumes that humans are only cooperative if there is some third party enforcing it, which is not really true. I mean, there are situations where you do need enforcement, but most of the time people will be nice to each other even without there being some authority that is making them. So again, you know, like our, a lot of assumptions show up in these movies. And then, and then also like some of it is just, it makes for a more interesting story if there's more drama and conflict. So yeah. Yeah. For bashing people in the head with baseball bats, you know, things like that. It's still yeah. a little more interesting. There's always yeah. villains of humans. And well, it's like, it's like I watch certain movies and like, I mean, I used to work for the railroad and they had a big movie come out with more, um, uh, not Morgan Freeman, um, uh, Denzel Washington. It was like about a runaway train and stuff. And a bunch of us railroad guys went and we were laughing and people got very upset. And they're like, you know, this is a movie. And we're like, yeah, this is not really a movie because that stuff don't happen. You know, it's it's that easy to go and throw this switch and, you know, that train stops, but then there's no movie. Yeah, right. you do that, that there ain't no movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's, you know, a thing exactly. like that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and I mean, I think, there there has to be some you know like creative freedom right like if you're gonna make a movie yeah sure you can like make it however you want to make it but 
a lot of people do like learn from watching movies, you know, especially about like extreme situations and like as humans for, you know, pretty much our whole evolutionary history as humans, like people have told stories about things that happen and learned from those stories. And so I do think that on some level, like, you know, I, I wouldn't say that people who, you know, make the movies need to be like responsible for making sure that everything is accurate because obviously that's not viable. But I think there is maybe an unrealized opportunity for like with certain movies to like actually really, you know, build in um, learning opportunities for like, oh, yeah, well, what what should you have in your house so that you can survive for 72 hours, you know, if you can't leave? Like, you know, there 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 could be learning opportunities that, you know, could be in apocalypse movies that might not currently be there. So and I, you could still have a really great, fun storyline. Um, but, you know, like make it a little bit a little bit more realistic or maybe you're like, you actually go through like how do you decide if you're going to stay or leave in a way that makes sense isn't and isn't just like oh i wonder what's happening outside let's go out you know <laughs> yeah i mean what makes people leave the most of the time in the movies though i mean i might like you like i said like i would think it'd be like why would you not stay in your house if you had to board up your windows or whatever that's your home that's your you know that's your safe haven you know yeah. i mean i don't think people want to be around neighborhoods they're taking off and running so well, you, know. I, you know, a lot of it is curiosity and like curiosity is, is great, but you got to balance that with, um, you know, making sure that you're actually taking the time to make a plan that makes sense. Um, and, and that's what sheltering in place is about really, you know, like obviously you're not going to stay inside forever in an emergency and some emergencies, the right thing to do is to leave, right? If it's like a earthquake or a hurricane or something like that, um, you know, if there's the potential for that, then you want to get out or a fire. Right. Um, right. but, um, there are a lot of situations where the best thing to do is to just sit inside and chill. Um, and so, yeah. And that, and that's something that you do for a few days until you figure out what's going on and what the next good move is. And then, you know, and you buy, you buy yourself some time. I haven't seen nobody in two days. <laughs> I need to go out and check and see what's going on. Cause I haven't seen nobody. I think, nobody. <laughs> I think well, you have like a hand crank radio, you know, yeah. you can probably listen. So, so my, that leads me to my question. So, these doomsday preppers, what do you think they're the smart people? Or, you know, some people call them crazy because, you know, they're building bunkers and putting tons of stuff down there. Um, yeah. With your research, would you say that they're very smart? I mean, they're preparing themselves or, or are they, you know? Well, so I think that, like, we should totally destigmatize prepping is what I would say. Because, like, there are, like, there are a lot of situations where if you have some basic preparations for any kind of disaster, like, you're going to be better off, even if it's not a, like, full-on, like, global apocalypse. Like, you know, if you have a, a situation where there's a natural disaster and you're prepared, like, you'll be able to take care of yourself and your family and maybe help your community more because you're more prepared. Um, and there are a lot of people who, you know, are into prepping are, are not just like, Oh, I'm going to like just get everything for myself and all my guns. So nobody takes my stuff. Like there are a lot of people who are like, well, I want to be prepared and I want my community to be prepared for disasters. And, um, it can be really, you know, 
pro-social and um, it, it isn't just like a, like hoarding and trying to, you know, protect yourself from everyone else kind of mentality. There's a lot of diversity, you know, in communities of people who are are into prepping and, and you know, and I would consider myself, I mean, I'm not like a hardcore prepper. I don't have like a bunker, but like I do, you know, have my shelter in place kit and in my car, I have my car kit and like I was in a car accident a few weeks ago and like, I'm really glad I had that because I had flares and a reflective vest and it was like 20 degrees out in the middle of nowhere at night. Right. So like that stuff actually came in handy for me in the emergency situation that I was in. And so, so yeah, I think, you know, being prepared is a, is a good thing both for us as individuals and for our communities. Cause you know, if you think about it, like with COVID say everybody in the United States had a shelter in place kit. They had everything they needed for 72 hours. We would have at least had 72 hours at the beginning where you could just have everything on lockdown, right? And you wouldn't have had, you know, issues with the humanitarian crisis of people not having food and not having water. And, you know, like, like it would just have given, you know, a few days for everybody to plan the next move. So, so that's how I see you know, prepping and, uh, you know, like, like it, it's, it's a chance for us to free up some capacity um, when disasters happen um, so that like whatever collective response we have can be really like directed much more to the, the disaster and like sort of dealing with the aftermath instead of there just being all these other knock on crises happening because people don't have what they need in terms of, you know, basic survival. Yeah, your mom used to work with you remember uh oh I can't think of no their number but they used to live over by us when we lived over I know you're talking about uh but her husband was buying 50 gallon blue jugs like the big barrels of water and he was he, he got a bunker and he was starting to put water away and she was like you're nuts man everybody's gonna think you're crazy but you know in a way that's smart i mean like you said though i don't know about a bunker but at least you know hey i have storage in the basement i'm gonna start doing that yeah yeah i don't have a bunker but i do like you know i'll i'll buy some of those like you know big things of water and i just like store them in the cabinet above my fridge because it's like it's good you know especially like you know, in, in Phoenix to have extra water, like it's, it's a good thing. Like, it's, you know, if the water goes out and it's the middle of the summer, like, uh. so, um, yeah, there's, you know, there's just basic things that you can do to manage your risk a little bit better, um, for you and your household. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a pro-social thing to, to do it because then it takes like strain off the system in the event of a, of a disaster. Everybody's stockpiling. Yeah. Most of the men are stockpiling bullets and ammo. I'm like, why? I'm mean, I just. I'm stacking food. I'm gonna get hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah then they're gonna take your guns and they come over and rob you of your food and stuff. It's like, that's crazy. You want to uh, catch up on some uh, of yeah, whiskey, yeah, whiskey and honey. Those are, those are good. honey, super uh, super high calorie. Um, uh, and whiskey. You know, in case of emergency, you can you can trade it, or if you really need it, you can drink it. So there you go. Good. There you go. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Tech said, damn, I feel attacked. I think this was back. I saw us kind of pack up when you were talking about people going crazy and going wild and buying all the toilet paper. Oh, okay. Were you one of those people, Chuck? <laughs> yeah, Chuck must have been one of those. <laughs> um, and Kathy said, do you think 
spiritually plays spirituality. spirituality plays a part in the apocalypse oh yeah yeah i mean I, people have all different you know approaches to like you know what they think of as like higher powers and stuff like that and me personally i think like that there's a lot of things that we call like religion and spirituality and even the paranormal that have to do with the microbiome like the microbes that are all around us and so i think uh yeah you know if if we explore that hypothesis uh, entertain that idea that microbes could have something to do with that then um you know you could have uh these you know entities that we might like think of as uh as almost like supernatural bad entities that are actually microbial entities that could be causes of the apocalypse um but then also you know our our ability to deal with challenges, um, we already know that microbes play a big role in our um, in the way that we feel. Um, the microbes that can produce oxytocin, which is like you know the the cuddle hormone, it's like what makes you like feel good and connected. And so, um, so yeah, given that my you know uh, speculations about about spirituality have to do with the microbially related things i'd say that there's a lot of a lot of connections there but now that's just like my my fun um take on on spirituality and i would say that much more generally like if you can look at the world um as like uh you know the people around you like you having a special connection with them that's sort of like sacred and where you you know care about each other in a, in a deep way whether it's for spiritual reasons or just because you you know value them as like members of your community um that that can be a huge um benefit in terms of actually dealing with the challenges so so yeah spirituality however you're going to define it um, in my like weird microbial way or in the way that like a lot of people think of it, uh, I think it has a huge role to play. Yeah. Uh, Stacey said, Lynn, who's going to be part of your compound now? Hey. <laughs> I always said I was going to have a compound. Have I not? Yeah. I said I was, I was going to have a compound. Hopefully I'm in it. <laughs> I've been playing for years. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Colt can already be beginning of the days of yeah, there's all kinds of cult. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you kind of said, like, again, it's like the parasite kind of, it takes over your brain and makes well, most, you think that everything is okay and that it's making you better and you're, you're well, doing just, better and everything like the that. The same thing she said, that that person, that one person can change people's minds and have them do things. And it can spread. And then, you know, a cult leader. I've always... I've always been fascinated by that, mm -hmm. by cult, like cult leaders and stuff that what these people say that in their charisma and, you know, cause they have to have charisma in order to get these people to come and follow them. But the things that they would say that would change people's minds, they either uh, like Jamestown, the people that all took drink the Kool-Aid and stuff that he convinced all these people to die for him. You know, mm -hmm. it's just amazing. You know, Charles Manson, um, you know, uh, Waco, I can't think of his name right now. Was, yeah. Uh, but all of them guys, they were like, like you said, they, they can talk zombie, you know, they got the these people these to, people. you know, make a compound and, you know, come into his, his beliefs and stuff. Yeah. And that's crazy. But a lot of them use religion though. They use that's, 
I mean, that's in another form, I guess. More yeah. Spirituality way. Yeah, as a more spirituality yeah. way because they're using their religion like I'm the Messiah or I'm the next coming, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, no, spirituality and religion can kind of be a double-edged sword. You could use them for good, you can use them for evil. I mean, like a lot of things. You gotta have bad to have good. So, you know, if you don't have good, you don't have bad. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, wrong with that. Uh Indian said there was a snow mega something megadon. Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon in 2000. I can't read. Something. 2010. <laughs> Guys, maybe? I'm on my winter break. School is just not in my head right now. <laughs> I can't remember. Was there a snowmageddon in 2000? Something. 2010, maybe? I don't know. I was seven years old. Oh, in Chicago, they had the white, the blizzard out in Chicago. Um, it hit up northwest because that's when I was working for the railroad. We were snowing. They actually had trains. Like so people, like. We're stuck on like our workers were stuck on trains like the trains could not go through the snow and they were stuck. And I was up in Chicago with that. I remember that. Yeah, it was. Oh, let's see. 2008. It could have been 2010. You're correct on that one, Andrew. Nikki. Yeah, because I was about seven years old when you were. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brandon, it's sort of once here, but it didn't last. Yeah. Yeah. So he's up in Ohio, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, we had a movie. We had to move our gift cards mm -hmm. closer to the register because of that. I yeah, that worked, just that just crazed me. When I worked at Old Navy, we had our we had our gift cards right aligned, and right in front of our registers. Yeah, I saw like I'm a big TikTok. I I watch TikTok because I watch the paranormal groups and stuff. And there was cops on there actually talking, showing the gift card thing that they're cutting that off and sliding the card back in and gluing it. Yeah, it just amazes me that they come up with stuff like that. I'm like. Who just sits around and thinks of that? I don't have time. Cons. Yeah, apparently. Uh, oh, he's all caught up. <laughs> so he's all caught up. As <laughs> uh, Stacy said, the Purge movies are great. Twenty-four hour apocalypse introductions. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Kelly said, "What do you think about the movie Outbreak? I think in some fashion it's your facts about the movie." I don't remember it well enough, but you that know, was with the monkey. That was with the monkey bite, yeah. I believe. Contagion is really, really good though. Like in terms of the science and like the like it's very realistic actually about um, you know, what what would happen during a, a pandemic or what does happen during pandemics. Like I, I mean, a lot of what happened in the movie Contagion like kind of played out. Many of those things played out during the COVID pandemic, actually. You're gonna watch now. Everybody's gonna run and go watch them. It's not gonna be an uplift on Netflix or whatever. That's gonna be the trending next movie next week because she's like, go watch this one. It was like, yeah, Lord. it's good. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm, watch it. I'm gonna go watch you it. You tell me how to, I'm not watching it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, "You make a great point. I used to love how all zombies movies were always showing that people are who have to really fear, but." It's almost become white noise after a while. Yeah. Yeah. They just get redundant. I mean, you can't do too much of, you know, with all the TV shows and all the, all the movies. It's just, it's, you know, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I want someone to make a real, I want a, a realistic movie. I know they don't say because it it's not cinematic enough, but I don't know. A parasite, like the site, like I want someone to make a scientific movie, like 
truly like well, you have to go watch contagion now i know the uh, <laughs> i'll say for the movie, for the movie she don't watch bad. horror movies she don't uh she's a paranormal investigator she's scared of her own shadow i just i've never met anybody that's so I'm you one know of kind. one of a kind <laughs> that scares but I'm, I'm i'm going let's go to the most creepiest place let's go but i'm scared i'm gonna go to go. a house but i don't do anything that's the only thing yeah. i'll do <laughs> I know when we're in a place and we're investigating, when she gets right, because, you know, she's my daughter, so she'll get right up next to me and, like, be, like, right next to me, and I know she's, like, really scared at that moment of time. And then I'm like, okay, I got to put my arm around. What's going on? You know, because I know she's, like, right on top of me. When she's far away or sitting across from me, I know she's okay, but when she gets scared, scared, she's, like, right up on next to me. I'm like, mm -hmm. you can't, you know, we got to. That's me in a zombie apocalypse. I'm going to yeah. be right up next to you. <laughs> Um, I could definitely hoard whiskey. <laughs> I think he's like, hey, she says good whiskey and honey. Whiskey and honey. Uh, I think I could have been a cult leader when I was younger. I'm just too good to ethical. <laughs> There's a movie on Netflix called How to Be a Cult Leader. I don't think I could ever be one. Yeah. Uh, it's Angel Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it was. Yeah, once King I Gizzard. saw Gizzard, I was like, yeah, I know that's Angel. Angel. That's the guy that, that's the artist on there. That was yes. the, uh, everybody. So everybody wanted to know. Yeah, King Gizzard is is Angel on there. Yes. Uh, for anyone interested. Oh, look, screaming on Hulu. Hulu. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you. We're going to be adding it to a watch list. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I swear. So, uh, yeah. There... No, that's, that's all the. Is there anything you want to add? You had so many questions. I mean, I just, I mean, she answered all of them. Yeah. I mean, just. So what kind of people, I got to ask. I just. Okay. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that would okay. be my that, that, That's good. What kind of people do you think will survive the apocalypse if there was. Okay. Let's, let's, let's go with like, if there's a zombie apocalypse, mm -hmm. what kind of person would, would survive that? Would or wouldn't survive? Would. Yeah. Would, would yeah. survive. So I think that there are some sort of, you know, basic skills that are important um, for surviving. Probably the most important thing is to be adaptable, to be ready to change your assumptions, change your approach um, as the environment changes. So being adaptable, um, being, you know, ready to cooperate and form groups, maybe with people who you don't even know, like being a good judge of character. I think that's really important. Um, and, you know, being, being ready to, uh, to build trust, right. So that you can then, you know, be effective together because nobody's going to survive by themselves, right. Where anybody who's going to survive is going to survive because they are able to form a group that can be effective together. So I think that cooperation is key. Uh, adaptability is key. Um, resilience and, uh, you know, kind of like not, not being, um, not being too fussy, right? Like if you're like, Oh, uh, like you're probably not really, you're probably not going to do so good. Um, so all that. And then, you know, you have to like have a will to live. Like some people I know, I like, I'll talk to my friends about, you know, the zombie apocalypse and sometimes they're like, Oh yeah. When that happens, I'm just going to be out. Like I'm not even, I'm not even, you know, and like, and if you're just going to give up, like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. If that's your attitude, like, yeah, you're not gonna, you're not going to make it unless like somebody else like really like cares about you so much and has the ability to like drag your ass through it all. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, having a, having a desire to 
live and to make it work and to, you know, figure shit out and uh, to want to survive despite challenges. Um, but, you know, that's that's super important, too. Um, so, yeah, I would say those three things, cooperation, adaptability and, you know, like a gritty desire to live, even though, you know, even if things suck right now. So and if it is a zombie, all you got to do is be faster than the last person. I could be faster than you, so I'm good. You just got and if not, kick him in the knee, knock him down, so that way, well, you can run past it. Looks like yeah. you're dragging me, cause yeah. <laughs> Look, Abby said my rats are perfect. Oh yeah, I said I'm here. My rats are perfect. Thank you. Mm. You're rat. You're gonna be the first one to get the virus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Said this is a sound like a joke, but I read a report a week or two ago that there was a new study that looked at many old studies that says that there seems a link. Between no, that's that's legit. So uh, women who had Toxoplasmic gondii infections um, during their pregnancies have their uh, offspring have higher frequencies of schizophrenia. So, yeah, and. Um, Angel, you're you're right. I mean, the main thing about Toxo, like we all know, is we need more research on it. Like it's such a like phenomenon and we know so little about it actually. So yes, there absolutely need to be more studies. Oh, that's um, that's yeah. really, that's weird. That's, the, you know, I mean, schizophrenia is becoming more and more, you know, and they're like, well, how the, it's not in anybody else's, you know, and I know, actually, I know a couple of people that their kid are schizophrenic and bipolar, mm. and that's um. Would they? Would that person know if they had toxic? You know, would they know? They wouldn't know if they were pregnant and they had that. Not necessarily, no. Because um, uh, yeah. most people who have it don't even have any symptoms. That should be like a I test. bet you if they did more studies, they could figure out a way to figure out how to test so when they you are can, You can test to see if somebody has antibodies for it, yeah. which means that, you know, their, their body has seen toxo and responded to it. But um, most people don't get like an acute toxo infection. Some people do and they'll get like a fever and they'll feel like shit. Um, but most people who, you know, are infected with toxo, they don't they don't get that. And so then they, you know, it's just not not on their radar. That's really interesting. That would be like, the, like a research on that, just that topic alone, that yeah. they, you know, cause we don't really know. I mean, the mind is such a crazy thing anyway. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, we like to know where things come from, you know, they're always saying, well, it's hereditary or it's in your genes or something like that. And then you look back and you're like, like psoriasis. Now yeah. they say that's a DNA link missing in your, in your DNA, but it's a, you know, it's a family, it's a, a thing that you inherited. But if no one in your family's had it, then how do you, you know, how do you get that and stuff? It's yeah. it's just another, you know, it's weird to me. That's weird. And well, about the, you know, I if now know what I'm going to do on my biology research paper. <laughs> you're going to do, do it on Toxo? Oh, I am. You're going to do it on Toxo? If, cool. if I have a bio paper and it's a research paper, which probably because every college bio class is a research paper. That's what I'm gonna do it on because this is freaking be cool. this is freaking me out. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. It's it's amazing, and I yeah. mean, just how like prevalent it is in the world is crazy. Oh yeah, all over the place. I could probably you could probably dig deep into it and link everything and yeah. So I year. had a question for you. You said that you do like you know how people you know interact with one another, behavior and helping out and everything. 
Um, a big show that I watch is Survivor. Do you ever watch Survivor? I've watched it a little bit. Yeah. Okay, because of the whole adapting to that, you know, you're putting everybody on one island and, you know, if they work together or they don't work together and stuff like that. That just, that kind of came through my head when you said that, you know, that that's, you know, the big thing about cooperation and stuff like that, that co-op, that that's what they look for, that, that experiment, that that kind of thing when they do that is a big survivor thing is the stuff. I'm a huge yeah. fan. I've watched 43 seasons of Wow. I haven't caught up to the other two. There's 43 seasons. Yeah, there's 43. There's 45 actually. I'm. I'm, I'm oh, you're. Just, oh, what I'm a fake fan. Behind, what a know. fake fan. <laughs> That's hey, wild. I love it. It's great. I try to get on it. I love to be on that show. <laughs> <laughs> we always joke that I wouldn't make it, but uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you'd like to add? <sighs> Let's see. Anything else I'd like to add? Um. I don't know. I'd say, you know, don't, don't lose your faith, faith in humanity, even in the apocalypse. Yeah. That's a big thing. Cause they don't, a lot of those movies, they do lose their, you know, their, their faith in it and stuff like you that. Lose yourself so, in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. you want to promote your books again? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, um, my book that's already out is called The Cheating Cell. Um, it's about evolution and cancer. It's pretty nerdy. Like you have to kind of be like an evolution nerd to be into it. But if you're an evolution nerd or you're just really interested in like understanding what cancer is um, because it's affected you or people in your life and you're like, I just want to understand this fucking beast. Um, the, you know, my book is a great introduction to that. And uh, I wrote it for broad audiences. So um, if you're willing to just like, you know, do a little work with like some concepts that are challenging. Like I, I, I wrote it so that it would be accessible for people. So, so that's the book that's out now. And then, um, my book that's coming out in April is called a field guide to the apocalypse, a mostly serious guide to our wild times. And it is available for pre-order already on Amazon. So if you are, are interested in, um, purchasing it, you can, do that right now. If you click on the link, although I guess there's not a link, um, <laughs> but maybe we could put one up on your site. Um, and yeah, uh, put a link up there. Uh, go to the group page or yeah. our Hearted Souls page. I don't awesome. think you can add anything on it. I'm not sure. No, I don't if you think can so. post. But if but you I send mean, me the you, link yeah. or whatever, I can post it on there for you. Right. I'll do that. Yeah. Everything like that. Uh, like yeah. I said, if you go to the group page too, you can you can do it yourself and say yeah. what you want to say and everything like that. Awesome. Um, but yeah, let us know when you come to St. Louis um then we'll we'll like have you on as like we'll do the sponsorship and let everybody know you know like that weekend or whatever that date the night the week before yeah. that you're going to be in st louis and everything yeah, and, and book, book signing yeah. or promote promotion awesome. and, uh, we'll definitely be there i mean uh let's i really appreciate you taking your time to come on yeah. with the holidays and everything my and pleasure everything, but it was yeah, great. I, it was great yeah it was great i appreciate it <laughs> yes. thanks for the great finale and stuff whatever podcast yes. Thank and so stuff much. like that. And I, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Oh, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you at? Oh, yeah. Um, so you can find me on um, Instagram and uh, on Twitter, which I guess is now X. Um, and I'm also on Facebook. And I'm Athena Actipus, really, on all of them. So uh, it's pretty easy to find me on social. Um, and then if you're interested in learning about more about more about my work. Um, my website is Athena org, And so, and it links out to all the things. Um, oh, and my podcast, the zombified podcast is, uh, on pretty much 
any and all platform that you platforms you might listen to podcasts on. So uh, you can just give that a search. It's zombified, Z-O-M-B-I-F-I-E-D. Sometimes people are like, oh, how is it spelled? Um, just, uh, you know, one I before the F and then another I after the F and then the E-D. So as long as you've got that, you should be able to find it. Um, and yeah, we have a really cool episode, our last episode right now out is about the rise of AI. Um, and it's also kind of about the, you know, fall of imagination <laughs> and the, like the sort of transition that um, it seems to be happening where a lot of us are like giving up our creativity and imagination maybe without realizing it. So it's a really cool, fun episode about, um, I think a lot of things that we're worried about today with, you know, what's going on in terms of um, being zombified by technology and other forces beyond our control. So yeah, be sure and to your website out. was, your website was, was, was uh, website again? Okay. Yep. Org. Org. And then zombified, just zombified.org is the um, website for my podcast. So Alrighty. yeah. And then is that on, is that live or is that just, you guys just do the episodes and then post them? So the, that podcast is, um, it's not live. We record the episodes and post them, um, but it's basically unedited. Um, so it's a, you know, really conversational. Um, and then, um, we also have a YouTube channel, um, channel Z where we do shows kind of like this actually, um, where we, we talk to people, um, they're, they're shorter, um, but they're a lot of fun. Um, it's, they're all sort of shows like within this, um, world where the zombie apocalypse is happening and we have uh um yeah it's like it's a channel with like you know there's like a cooking show that's called eat pray run and a doctor show called dr zed where we talk about like medicine and the zombie apocalypse and um what else do we have uh undead live which is our like news show so we we sort of like took you know like the kinds of programming you'd have on on TV and then made a bunch of shows to, um, to, you know, basically to be educational, but to be fun at the same time about, you know, how you would survive the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. So since you are on a paranormal podcast, I have to ask, have you ever been on an investigation? No, I never have. Have you been interested in being on an investigation? Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. When you come to St. Louis, I will take you to a location here. That we use as our headquarters. Yeah. yeah. If you have time and if you have time, yeah. if you have time, oh, yeah. I will take yeah. you definitely take you to for at least for a couple hours or whatever you have. Yeah. And we'll go to a building here in St. Louis that is haunted and uh, we'll let you investigate. That sounds like fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure I, I'm probably going to find some microbes. Hey, uh, you told yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, thank you yes, very much. We will check so out much. everybody. Check out our podcast and then yes. buy our book um, if you want to wait and uh, come see her. Christmas is coming up. Yeah, Get Christmas yourself a little up. Christmas gift, guys. You guys can give me a gift. Pre-order the book. <laughs> but thank you so much, Athena. Have a good holiday. Yes. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yes, you and too. Everybody. Thanks Let so me much. Know when you come back in. Yeah, I will absolutely. All right. <laughs> thank, thank you so you. much. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was awesome. That was so cool. Oh, was, I, I felt like a little zombie freak. <laughs> like I was like, I'm like a little nerd for zombies. I swear. We get top last week. That was last two good weeks in a row. Two good weeks in a row. Not saying that we have other color. Other no, people haven't. Yeah, no. It's just it was. It's different. That's the thing. It's. I feel like you have to put them in the whole other category. 
Yeah, the last yeah. two weeks have been like, definitely different. I'm, oh yeah, and I and I enjoyed it. Like that's kind of fun. Like we, I like doing the paranormal and seeing paranormal groups and everything like that. But I think it is nice once in a while to, to do different twists on our podcast and yep, have different kind of realm of the spiritual world and. What else we have up on there? Um. Angel said, great show. And Kathy said, great show. Um, Lauren said, definitely ordering some books. Lauren's a read freak, so you yes. definitely know. Lauren uh, will get, Lauren's going to get her uh, some Christmas gifts. <laughs> um, um, if you want to yeah, bring, no. uh, bring Angel stuff back yeah. up again since so we can do it one more time. Oh, yeah. Him. So once again, uh, this is Angel. He's a self-taught uh, artist. He specializes in pets per pet portraits and weird shit which we all know that's cool <laughs> uh he, he occasionally plays with some sculpting most of it is 2d um though my, his pet portraits are often in color um he has some color vision issues which leads him to mostly do uh mostly to do his personal work in a grayscale with some color popping up here and there um over the last few years he's been working on what i he calls the anatomy of heart collection it started with asking the question, what if Leonardo DiCaprio, or Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> I was waiting so much not to say that, Leonardo da Vinci studied the anatomy of werewolves. Uh, he spent several weeks studying the da Vinci's anatomy sketches as well as modern illustrations and charts. Uh, he soon realized he could ju not just do a single drawing and make a set of three uh, pages. A couple years later, he was selling them at the, the werewolf anatomies at a shop called the Ghoulish Mortals, and uh, it's an independent horror theme shop in St. Charles, Illinois. If anybody is in the area, uh, the prints sold very well, and the shop's owner made him some recommendations on new subjects. Zombies followed, and vampires. And then last year, he made the great, awesome Frankenstein, the Journal of Frankenstein, which is so far seemed to be the most popular. That's the one that we bought, mm -hmm. that I bought, yeah, uh, and everything. So uh, potential upcoming projects include Creature of the Black Lagoon, um, uh, the section diagram, and possibly adding onto the vampire anatomy since there is so much lore to explore. He's also open to suggestions um, and everything. Uh, between projects, he's tend to draw dragons and skulls to relax. Lately, he's been drawing the skulls of animals with abstract shapes around them. Um, you can find him on Instagram at pumpkin gizzard um you can also uh get in touch with him with pumpkin gizzard at gmail.com which is all scrolling across the bottom down there um it was really cool when i uh first my first met angel like he said he has some vision uh and everybody knows that i have vision on my no peripheral and i had seen him walk through the uh the conference and he had like a cane like a walking you know and I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then all of a sudden I walked. He was loading stuff up, like bringing stuff up to set up his booth. And he didn't have no kid. I'm like, I'm confused. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't see him. And then he like go to the bathroom. And he had a cane. And then, then the second day he walked by, I was like, all right, I got to ask you. What's up with the cane, man? You don't have it. And he said he has peripheral, you know, vision yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, oh, so do I. You know, mm -hmm. so something we kind of had in common. Yeah. And we talked and stuff. And I'm definitely like, I'm definitely buying one of your prints are yeah. really cool. He he came home and and uh hey, talk to him for he a showed me it. When he showed me when he got it and he showed me it, 
and you know we're unloading everything and right he goes oh hey look what i got and i looked at it and i was like what i was like and he was like it's how to make a frankenstein yeah, and i was the like anatomy of yeah it's anatomy and it's the glare off the tv sorry yeah no you're good right there, there. um and i was so like that is the I think that's one of I think that's my one of my favorites, if not my favorite thing that we have gotten from these. We go we always go to these hair cons and conventions and always try to find something that's unique. So I think this by far was my favorite. And plus I'm in anatomy right now, so you know it helps. <laughs> and then that's the other one. It comes with three. I haven't framed them yet. Uh, I'm going to frame them and stuff because they're we'll really them, cool. We'll put them up so you guys can see them. But yeah. They're just, it's just beautifully drawn. Yeah. So. They're very good. Very talented. He has yes. some really good. Uh, check them out and go. His art was really cool. He had a lot of really cool art uh, and everything and stuff. So I had talked to him. I was like, hey, I'm just going to leave him for the finale because yeah. he has some really cool art. Um, we're going to try to get them. Uh, I know we've got a couple of things to announce. We're working on a uh, Paracon here in St. Louis with another uh, location, the haunted location. Um, and we talked to him about coming out and being a vendor. Yeah. Um, so you can check him out. He'll be down maybe hopefully next year here in St. Louis uh, and things. Um, what do you want to start with? Uh, Oh, well, check first, Angel wait, out. hold on. First, he oh. said thank you for the compliments. Oh, well, the compliments, you. the compliments are very well deserved. Yes, they're very. Yes. It's very good art. It's very awesome. As someone who wishes they can draw, which apparently my family said I can draw, but I she can't. can draw. I she just don't realize she can draw. Uh, as a person, I I very much value and uh, enjoy that type of uh, art and uh, creativity. So that's. It's amazing. <laughs> um, do let's. Uh, well, why don't we do our event? Okay. Our event announcement. All right. So um, we pretty much have. We're gonna work on it this week, uh, next week, because Maddie said we want to wait until after she got out of school. We're going to uh, get all the all of our events. Uh, we mm -hmm. pretty much got everything in line for next year. Yeah. Um, we uh, have. Uh, metaphysical fairs. Um, we have festivals. Uh, we have like witches night out. We have apple butter festivals. We have some paracons. Mm -hmm. So this year was tough with trying to work around the paracons and yeah. the festivals and getting times and stuff like that. And it was and, just because there were so many people that were like, "Hey, we want you back," and we're like, "Okay, sure, yeah, yeah." Sure. And, then just, and then all of a sudden it started adding up. We're like, "Oh, yeah." And then trying to get <laughs> you know, trying to get new. You know, then trying to get dates to work around the festivals, and you know, people are like, "Oh, this date's already taken." Yeah. So it's been a while; it's taken. Um, we pretty much got everything nailed down for next year. Might be adding a couple, one or two things. Yeah. But today was the big thing that I got. Which so Haunted Souls Paranormal will actually be holding a event September twenty eighth on Madison's birthday. Twenty one, baby, twenty one. <laughs> yeah. On her 21st birthday, it will be uh, Missouri State Penitentiary. Um, we locked down the date today and everything. So that is like one of the big things here in Missouri, uh, the penitentiary. So tickets will be on sale. Um, hopefully by the end of January, uh, by the end of the new year. 
yeah and stuff so that will be one of our huge events um that we will have and that's you're gonna be, hear talking about it a lot yeah it's <laughs> it's huge it's like up to it was you know, my and it was funny because it's my first investigation and we did that when i was 16 years old we investigated there when i was 16 years old and i'm i'll be turning 21 when we're going there so yeah it's a place and i mean you have uh you have the a-hall yeah. and solitaire Sorry. you have the gym yeah. pop and death Women's. row building uh, with the D3 in the basement, you have the women's prison, uh, you have the gas chamber. So, and all these buildings are of, you know, three tons floors. of rooms and plenty of space. It's going to be an overnight event. It's going to be from like nine o'clock till five in the morning, um, 5 30, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tell your friends, grab a group, um, post it out there. It's going to be blasted. This is going to be our big thing. This yes. is. So, you're in here talking about. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Missouri State MSP for a lot this year until 28th. Um, we also will be going to uh, Monroe House. Mm -hmm. There's a new one this year for us. We'll be having a two-night event there. Um, we're going to be uh, at uh, Hall of Waters in Kansas City in uh, March. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of almost kind of kicking off our year uh, with our big event. That will be in Hall of Waters. Then we'll be in uh, Mineral Springs, a St. Louis event, mm -hmm. here at the end of March. Monroe House is in uh, April. Mm -hmm. um, May, we'll be doing, between April and May, there'll be a St. Louis event, uh, either at an undisclosed place or at the St. Louis Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. Oh, she finally just left. <laughs> uh, so we'll either be there. Um, at the end of May, or middle of May, um, we're actually going to be doing something uh, it's kind of cool. We're going to be with the KC Metaphysical Fair uh, in Nashville. Uh, it's their big, huge galactic one. And we're actually the first time going to be doing a Civil War oh, battleground yeah. house and battleground. It's called the Lots, L-O-T-Z, Lots House mm -hmm. in uh, Franklin, uh, Tennessee. And it was an actual battle that happened on the property, like on the front porch and everything. And the house was used as a hospital for two years afterwards um they have great activity he told me to make sure we had an sls camera for the battlefield um because they they see people and there's no in. poles down over there yeah and it's an open field <laughs> so it's kind of cool because we've always like everybody talks like gettysburg and stuff like that and it's really cool to to, to see you know to be able to, to actually investigate outside on a battlefield yeah. and stuff like that it's gonna be kind of cool uh that's in may um june is um June is uh, Strawberry Festival in Kimswick. Yeah. And then we will be at the Haunted, uh, the Paracon, Troy Taylor's Paracon in Alton. Um, so that's kind of a booked up time. Um, and then July will be at uh, McIntyre Villa and Glore. August is, um, trying to think what August is now. August is our little. No, that's September. That's in September. Yeah, September thirteenth. Is the West Virginia? Yes, that's September thirteenth. Okay. Dang, I'm gonna have a good birthday month. Yeah, I can't remember what August is. I have oh, we, to have, we have, yeah, we'll we'll post them. Oh, all July out. is also uh, also we're gonna be in uh, Perigo, Arkansas oh. for the scare. Uh, if you all watched last week with Santiago Cirillo, we're gonna be at the Haya Nation. Uh, shout out to Haya Nation. Mm -hmm. uh, we will be at the Scarefest 2 in Perigo. 
yeah. Arkansas will be down there. Um, we're also going to do, there's some St. Louis things here and there. Yeah. Uh, working with St. Louis Haunted Mansion uh, here in St. Louis. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of things with them. And hopefully maybe some things with the Limp Brewery in a way, something hopefully. Uh, get some things to work with that. Yeah. So there's going to be other things in the middle of that, but yeah. those are the big ones. And then October or September, uh, a group of us, um, we might have some openings, but they're going to be a personal, we're going on a West Virginia trip uh, to um, Lake Shawnee amusement park, uh, trains, Allegheny lunatic asylum, mm -hmm. and then sweet Springs sanitarium. That's a four-day trip we're taking to West Virginia. It's and be then fun. that'll be a good trip. And then uh, maybe we'll have a drawing. I don't know. Uh, and then uh, then we have Missouri State Penitentiary. Mm -hmm. And then uh, October is a huge month for us. Melvin Manor, <laughs> which is not out. Casey Metaphysical Fair. And then uh, Apple Butter Festival in yeah. Kingswood. And then if everything goes well, I might have another uh, date at the prison in November. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes. If everybody buys up tickets, we might have another date. Yeah. If it's um, if it's if sold out, we'll put another date yeah. or something. So, so buy up those tickets for uh, MSP. Anyone who's ever wanted to go to Missouri. And, it, and we're not talking about like they do do day tours there and they do their own tours. But this is like overnight investigation we again we led you all out of our equipment we you yeah. get to stay there the entire time that we allow the time that we say what would you say like it was like nine till five in the morning you get to borrow equipment you know the whole entire time you get phasma so. boxes all that stuff yeah so, everybody knows that does our you know our, our events yeah it's the same thing yeah it's and, just a big location everybody and, loves and you're gonna spend probably that and i know we probably will because we haven't been there in a while but you're gonna probably spend that entire time because it's a huge place um it was my first ever investigation and yep. it was his first investigation so it was my first place it was so so i met abby little, and then i met it's a little Nikki. special place and it's personally for me but. i met andrew nikki at cowtown we met her at cowtown we did i remember andrew nikki meeting her at cowtown that's so fun <laughs> um but yeah so that's that's our event announcement that was a big thing today i've been um, i've been kicking around the parent the the prison thing and he called me i was, with I my was best like friend. i don't know if i want to do it i'm like I, I just don't know if i have the support and the following is why my big thing is and we're not saying anything about you guys it's yeah, just, yeah yeah no i'm just it's a about, big place like you need what? it's expensive it's an yes. expensive place it's not it's not cheap and no. i just i'm putting some the company out there to do something to try to be big so if everybody you know not you know just say everybody here but just in general, have to sell some tickets to make it, you know, yeah. another thing. But, um, yeah. I'll kind of go through. That way would stop two comments for the, our next announcement. Um, but uh, let's see. Um, Lauren said, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Angel <laughs> did a surprise space. Uh, Stacey, that would be cool. Brandon, love it. How exciting. And Kathy said, I'm there. Uh, Teresa said, super awesome. I would love to go to the pen, I'm a, but I'm not wearing orange or stripes. Hey. <laughs> Actually, they didn't wear orange there at all. They wore black and white stripes. They wore black and white. Yes. So you're okay. Just don't wear black and white. <laughs> uh, 
Carrie said, can people under the age 18 go? Maybe Lola will want to go for her birthday. Yes, September 27th. Hey. Hey, there you go. And how uh, Lola will be 17. Yeah, yeah she'll be, yeah. Uh, she's fine with, if you come as an adult, yeah, like her and her left, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you have an adult under, when you're under the age 18. of 18, you have to have an adult with you. Yeah. Uh, and that place is not like they don't put a this restriction. Some places do. Yeah. Um, like Trans Allegheny, you had to be. I think yeah, twenty one. Yeah, or twenty. Some of the places you can't be under the age of eighteen. Or yeah. Like that. So um, yeah, but, she's fine. Yeah. yeah. That age under the age of eighteen, we say fourteen to eighteen with an adult. It was good to get. Yeah. Depends the place. And she can come celebrate her birthday with me. Yep. Yeah. Two birthdays in a row. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. You can save up. Start buying money. Good birthday present. <laughs> um, and you know, say 2024 is exciting. Yes. yes. We're, so we are my super question excited. is, I, I got to talk to Abby and you um, and maybe coming in and doing some stuff. But yeah. Uh, Kathy said, I'm bringing my cane. <laughs> yeah, there is some stairs. It's, there's. There is I stairs. I know in Gem so. Pop, there's four floors. Uh, one, two, one floor. One floor to get the gym pop. Well, no, I'm talking. Yeah, well, to get you the got minimum. two flights up there. Yeah, you got yeah. a flight of steps to get into the building, and then the flight of steps to go up and down. Yeah, so yeah, there is a lot of there's some steps, but not like and that's crazy. just the main. There's also four floor. You don't have to go up the four floors, but there's floor. There's four landings um, going up to the into the cells. But, the only um, thing that you, Kathy probably would not be able to do is. Gas chamber? Gas chamber. Oh, we can drive her down. But then you got to drive everybody down. Mm. Maybe we'll secretly sneak you down. She's a little special. Yeah, she's special. <laughs> uh, Teresa definitely interested in Civil War areas. Yeah. it's That's Again, it's Nashville. I feel like 20, it's kind of what Andrea Dickey said. It's 20, 2024 is exciting. Uh, it's some, we're doing, we're putting in new stuff. So that's always exciting for us when we love our stuff that we were really like, we know the place well, we know the spirits there, but it's also fun. Like when he was mentioning the uh, amusement park, like that's totally different. Like we've never done that. So um, Angel said, busy, busy, busy. I yeah. try. Yeah, definitely busy. Uh, definitely uh, activity in pilot. No, Mo. I heard drum sound. By the fields. Yeah, everybody keeps saying about Pilot Knob. Um, there was another place that we talked about. Oh, go on and finish. Yeah, we'll, we'll finish this. Uh, that's such an amazing trip. Yes. If you're talking about the West Virginia one, I know, and you were asked to go, and I wish you could go. I know. That was really cool. Uh, whoa. <laughs> uh, Jeannie Cassie and I are in. Well, I guess that means for the, the penitentiary. penitentiary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I would definitely be a fun for sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, there would be a lot of stairs in women's area. Yes. There is when you have to go up. Oh, the, yeah. You yeah. have to go up those. Yes, yes. There is. Yeah. But she, just, as long as she has she her just cane, needs to, She just it. needs to take a week before off. <laughs> no, no walking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so excited for you guys. Thank we'll you. get you there, Kathy. If you want to come down, I'll make sure you experience we'll, we'll, everything. Yeah. We'll get you there. Yeah, I'll get you there. <laughs> you might have to be the last, but hey, we'll get you there. We'll we'll do it for you. Yeah, we'll get you there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, no, yeah, uh, the place that we were kind of the, oh, yeah. the place that so, we were kind of talking uh, about. Yeah, uh, someone told us 
um, I don't know what we were doing last week. I think it was on the podcast. Someone on the podcast. Yeah, someone said Win Winville, Missouri. Windyville. Windyville, Windyville Missouri. Missouri. And I was trying to figure out maybe to do a, a you know an event there, and I found I couldn't find anybody like the call. Like they said, it's in an incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Dallas County Police Department. Which I is called a that really lady. Tiny county. I called that lady, and the lady's like, "I have no clue." And she tries. She's like, "Maybe you call Buffalo, Buffalo County. They mm-hmm. might do it or whatever." Because I was just trying to figure out. Because apparently it's like a ghost town. It's like there's nothing there, yeah. but I didn't want to get trespassed or anything like that. Yeah. So We're not really urban. Of I kind of looked up like the map and brought Google up, and there was a bed and breakfast in Wendyville. <laughs> So I was like, cool, let's call, let's call them. And this lady mm-hmm. picked up and she said it was uh her son and daughter, or son and his wife run it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm a paranormal group. I would like to come out and investigate with a group of people or whatever. And I was just trying, she's like, um, you know, there's only one store in the town. It's like, like it's like, a, like, like it's like a crossroads town. Yeah. And I'm like, they say it's so. It's haunted. I mean, if you look up Wendyville, there's there's tons of things. Yeah. And they say, yeah, a lot of people say as they're passing through, they see a little girl holding the lantern and stuff. And she's like, but are you interested in the, the Cassidy, Cassidy rainwater, rain, rainwater rainwater murder? And I'm and I was like, like, I've never heard of that. So you made me look it up. <laughs> so apparently, this girl was killed there, and they cannibalized. They she ate was her. kidnapped, and they graphic warning guys not really really graphic but just murder um apparently what happened was she was gone missing these men took her put her in this cabin and the deer like the deer hanging thing where they would put the deer on and let everything that's how they got the meat they stuck her on there in a cage and what happened was they found pictures and everything someone leaked them on the dark web and someone came across them and it was these two men's and they would they were feeding on her essentially they had her like everything was in a freezer and yeah. so the lady's like well you know that cabin is like four miles down the road she's like you can go down and stuff i'm like can you like investigate it can you she's like well i don't know about getting out of the car the man they released him and they haven't recaptured him yet i was like what <laughs> she's like yeah he comes back every once in a while he goes the state bought the farm because the irs or whatever yeah she goes but he does come back there and stuff so i wouldn't get out of the car i'm like well that's like a challenge now i'm like why well, would yeah. you say that well and it's probably also dangerous because i read somewhere that the cabin that she was held captive in actually physically because it's a farm so i'm probably there's probably multiple in the building they they caught fire like the building that she was captive in oh the lady they, says the building's still there oh well, I read so her something. Yeah, one of the buildings was. But this happened like two years ago. Yeah, she was down missing in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Madison's like. I'm like, uh, no. She's like, Madison's like, uh, this is like last two years maybe ago. Maybe like, oh, maybe God. like in the early 2000s, 2000. Like, yeah, okay. But <laughs> this happened like, two years ago. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I was and like, the guy's not caught. I'm okay. But I'm good. she says that, you know. Okay. When a good group of people come down, there's nothing that no one can, no one, you know. She's like, let me know. I'll open the store and you guys can investigate the the bed and breakfast and stuff <laughs> and take a drive down. So we might do that one weekend. The funny stuff. thing about it is, yeah, it's like two hours away and, you know, 
So she said that the metaphysical college is like five miles down the road from her. And, but if you're standing on them on their property, you can see the cabin that the, the lady and me and Madison brought it up. I'm like, I wonder if it's this box right here. <laughs> Cause it's the closest one to the college. It's I'm going to tell you right now, it's a couple buildings here. And then you go down the road, there's a couple buildings here. And then there's like the metaphysical college. And then there's just this one random box on the map. Yeah. So, it's, it's weird. So I that's know. the kind of things that I've been going through <laughs> trying to find other places to investigate. Yeah. So, when you said, uh, knob, uh, knob point, not, uh, point knob point knob or whatever that you know people have been asking us to go down there because they say that that's haunted down there too so and it's hard to find just people contact with these places and well and here's the thing too with and i know she said the battlegrounds a lot of the battlegrounds are um like the historically like the state historically, yeah like the state like it, yeah it's like a museum yeah so they don't really like they want like you tromping around and doing things i've yeah. talked to this guy and they they actually hold paranormal guided tours there and stuff so they're able it's to. kind of you know it's kind of good to uh be able to uh go there and stuff on the lots so. yeah uh but that's kind of more of the event side leading into our season, season two, two premiere so everybody knows this is our finale mm -hmm. we will be taking four weeks off um, we will be coming back January 16th. Mm -hmm. So we want everybody to enjoy their holiday, their Christmas, we their New Year's. We kind of want to enjoy our holiday. Yeah, and <laughs> it gives us a little time because we're going to be restructuring a lot of stuff here. Uh, different layouts, hopefully different Just gives us time to play and, around with things. Yeah, just some stuff to change around. Hopefully, um, how's the Wi-Fi been tonight, everybody? That's been out there. Um, I think I fixed the Wi-Fi problem. Um, We've had a pretty good steady four bars. Yeah, time. so I think I fixed the Wi-Fi problem. <laughs> there was no glitches. We didn't disappear. No. I think we're pretty clear. Um, you know, but we can never tell on our I side. I can never tell on my side because of the lights. Uh, Wi-Fi has been good, Andrew Nikki said. Good. We've been nice and clear. <laughs> That's good. But uh, We got that problem fixed. Yeah. Yay! Took us the last uh, episode of season one, though. <laughs> yeah, but we got that fixed. Um, so we will take off the four. We'll be back January 16th. Um, already got some people lined up for next year. Yeah. Um, we've got some uh, buildings that we're not going to. Uh, actually, we're going to have a lady on from Edinburgh Manor. Um, I'm in the process of trying to talk to someone from Alcatraz to, call, to talk to us. Um, I got calls into the Winchester house. Um, and just people, um, places that we're probably not going to go to this year, and, but would like to get some building owners, a lot more building owners on here and talk about their places. You know, I always thought stuff. that was pretty interesting too, because we, we know these places, everyone in the paranormal world at least kind of knows these big places, but like you never talk to the people that like are there yeah. every single day. So I thought that I was mean, really if you cool. guys have, I mean, we always ask you guys for stuff and I don't, you guys don't ever respond. But if you guys have like, oh, you should have this guest or this guest is really cool. I, you know, I ran into him at a Paracon or a convention and stuff like that. And there's somebody you would like to hear. Let me know. I mean, we're always open for suggestions on guests and stuff like that. So um, like we have another 40 weeks that we have to have guests for. 
So actually, it's going to be more than forty weeks because we're starting in January, not March. Yeah. So, so more than forty guests. Be hopefully, probably about fifty weeks. Unless you guys want to hear us talk a lot. Yeah. Or <laughs> do you want us to do every other week? Yeah. What What do you kind of guys? I mean, what do you guys think? Every other week or every week? I mean, I mean, that's fifty people that we have to. Well, but we're not always well, doing guests. Yeah, we, we always, always talk kinda, about. We kind of talk about our weekends and. I mean, does it work better for every other week? I mean, we can have a guest every other weekend and just talk about our previous because we're gonna have a busy schedule. So I mean, if we think about doing a guest one week, the next week we talk about our experiences that week. Do a guest and. Um, Andrew Nicky said, I have a friend who has investigated Alcatraz a lot of times if you need people. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, also have a parapsychologist uh, in the East Bay. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Teresa said, every other week. I'm guessing that's with the guests and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of like our doing our podcast every week because it gets us something. <laughs> Look, someone to get forward to. No, right? looking like got it's school going on and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, it's I kind of like our little routine of every Tuesday night getting to talk to people and. Well, we can keep it and see how it goes. Yeah. Um, and everything. We might just have this. a guest every other week. Yeah, I don't know if people like to sit and talk to us though. You know. Do you guys like listening to talk to us? <laughs> yeah. Do you like our do you, banter? Do you guys like us sitting here talking? Yeah. That's my question. <laughs> uh, Angel says every other week sounds, sounds good. good. Uh, maybe interview some people that have investigated with you. Ah, well, you say, oh, Susan's like, I'll be first. Yeah, Susan's like, I'll be first. I mean, that's something too we could do is have some of, and and, 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 it's, and we could have, you know, it's like people that we know all the time. And I'm always open but, to their suggestions. I never thought about Andrew and Nikki. Give me those two people. Yes. I would love to have them on uh, to talk, especially the Alcatraz. That's yeah. just amazing. You know, that's my. That's my, yeah. uh, Maybe my bucket some thing. Have so. Some of our followers that we connect with on these podcasts and Facebook, or not Facebook Live, but TikTok Lives, and we've been talking to them kind of, and maybe have them on the podcast and have a little, I don't know. Yes. So, I'll everybody, <laughs> so our season two, um, our season Open two up. premiere, um, I was going to tell you what we were. We were going to have a live we were gonna do a live ouija board seance on our opening uh season two premiere see uh, episode and that kind of fell through um i've been kind of saving this guest that we got in my back pocket because i you know she's always helps us out yeah. and everything we've like always that. been like let's bring her and we're like yeah I just, I didn't we, we wanted the her. perfect time yeah so tonight i was like oh this is what we can do because we we're trying to look for something big and stuff for you know for season two so it's a perfect time to bring this person yeah so um we're actually gonna have heidi taylor who was here tonight on the podcast i, I don't know her. if she's still on here find her. <laughs> um but she is gonna actually do a reading on the cards um she's gonna have prediction cards yeah. so you guys can ask her questions um and stuff like that she's gonna do the reading she said she might also do a ouija board seance um, she does really cool stuff, yeah. um, but she'll be our, our premier guest. So everybody should check that out if you're wanting to know any kind of questions about your future, predictions, anything like that. Um, it's really interesting. She is working on some uh, things that I didn't know her and Madison have been talking about. 
which is kind of cool yeah. uh, and stuff um, with family wise and stuff like that. Our a little geo, more, yeah, a little more of our like our past, our, yeah, our history, our family history, and stuff and like that. So I'm kind of interested because I know a couple things that I haven't said, and I'm like to see if she hits on that would be really kind of cool um, and everything like that. But and I know uh, she's doing a lot of research too, so that'd be really cool to see what she could have found that yeah. we and Heidi works with us she's like kind of our she's my go-to uh or she's our go-to psychic yeah our go kind of go-to <laughs> psychic uh, yeah so uh and you can see her at a lot of the metaphysical fairs that we mm -hmm. have please come out and get readings with her she's great uh, um she she pop in a couple times in our uh St. Louis events and yeah the last time we had a St. Louis event at St. Louis Haunted Mansion, she was there. She does all of our she does all of our mystic when we do the metaphysical fairs. Yeah, she's always she does. There. Her and Christopher show yeah. up uh and come to the to the event and stuff. Yeah. I got but. I've gotten readings from her and um I know uh Susan's gotten a reading from her and I mean so far. Your mom got a reading from her. Oh yeah. My mom's got a reading from her. And uh but yeah, so it be she's she hit on some pretty, some pretty yes. good stuff. Um, in the paranormal world, we always do. We always pay it forward. Um, this is a big thing. McIntyre Villa, you've heard us talk about it. We will do event this year. Um, if everybody gets on our my our Haunted Souls page and everything, would like to donate. Um, Stephanie, uh, they're almost at their goal, but I know she can always use extra cash. Um, the furnace run out in McIntyre Villa. And with winter coming up, they're afraid, you know, with uh, pipes freezing and bursting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, she has a gorgeous house, Victorian house. It's such a beautiful place and a great, if you really want to go on, uh, they have a GoFundMe account. Um, please go on there and. Uh, anything counts. Anything counts. Yes. Anything. $10, you know, whatever you can. I know it's around Christmas time. If not, um Andrew Nikki is on here. Um, they are putting Night Shift Paranormal um, is putting on a benefit uh, uh, paranormal uh, investigation. Um, you can go to nightshift.com, I believe, or Night Shift on uh, Facebook, and they're uh, actually holding an investigation. You can buy a ticket and go vest investigate McIntyre Villa um, and all of those proceeds go to her. Mm -hmm. Andrew Nikki's getting a uh, a uh, raffle together. Mm -hmm. um, we are donating uh, some candles. Uh, Andrew Nikki said a beanie because she, I think she wants the beanie and um, stuff like that. Rasa doing and I think we got a beanie candle. Oh, and a scrying mirror we yeah. donated, and then we also are donating two free tickets to an event. Yeah. And everything so uh yeah so it's just and it's it's such such a beautiful i i remember i asked her one random time randomly i was like so what was here like was the wallpaper here when you were got here and she was like there was like nothing she did all that wallpaper and all the furniture and i was like it literally looks like an old victorian it, house it's like beautiful. it was back in the day like it was it's it's beautiful. It is such a beautiful place. And she's just, she has just has a strong passion. She really cares about her place and her building. So, um, and she's just an amazing person, her energy and everything. So, um, 
yeah. So we just we love Stephanie. So anything that we could do to help her out, we always do, and um, we just spread the word. <laughs> um, just kind of hitting on some things here at the end. Yeah, that we do. We um, are helping uh, St. Louis Haunted Mansion so she can get her place up and running for events. Uh, we are doing that this, you know, the week off. Mm-hmm. Um, next year, we're also going to be on a TV show uh, on YouTube. Uh, someone is putting together a, a ghost show on YouTube and um, offered, asked us if we would uh, actually be on. So yeah. we will be doing an investigation uh, videotaped. Um, I don't know where uh, we're going to be doing it at yet, but yeah. Um, that should be going to happen this year. We got some really good stuff coming in 2024, yeah, um, and stuff. So yeah, that's that's another thing that's happening too. So uh, yeah, we might we'll have a couple little things of popping up on our Facebook or um, kind of like the uh, show thing or some little stuff like that. Uh, but anything else to finish off there? Um, let's see. Uh, Teresa said, I mean, I guess every other week. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, that's the only time you get out of the basement. Ah. Oh, my Tuesday nights. Yeah. I mean, you're the not. possum that lives in the basement. <laughs> hey, it's nice down there. Uh, you got it. I'll connect you on Facebook. Perfect. Looking forward to that with Heidi. Yes. Yes. I was wondering when you guys would have. On. Sounds like fun. I know. We've been saving her because yeah, she's, was... just, she's just a very, we knew that whenever we were having her, it would be a very special and different podcast, but we just didn't know when it would kind of work. We wanted to work the best it could uh, to really show off her abilities. And I think this was the perfect time to do that. Uh, and just in looking forward to the next season. Yes. Looking forward to Heidi. They said, how can we be in person for the seance? It will not be. You yeah, guys will not, not be perfect. Well, that's it. Just throw the remote. Throw the. Control. Yeah, it will be. Uh, it'll be on the podcast yeah. here. Um, you'll just ask questions and she'll answer questions. Yeah, we don't know how. It, like we don't it. know if it's you guys asking prediction questions or if it's. Well, us yeah, it's the gonna, she's gonna do predictions. So she people are gonna ask questions and she'll use the cards to predict what they ask. Okay. So yeah, we'll know. we'll figure. It I don't out. know I how guess. that works. I've just seen the TikTok one, so I yeah. don't. I don't know, so I don't know no, it, it won't be. It'll be live like on here. Yeah. But it won't be live like you can actually go. Yeah, to no. the place. Um, if you would like to see her live, and have an actual reading, the first place that she will be here close to here will be at the end of March, um, at Ameristar. Uh, we'll be there at the Metaphysical Fair, KC Metaphysical Fair, and. Uh, at the end of March, or uh, go actually here. contact her and make your appointment. Yeah, you too. can contact her too. I, yeah. We can give you your information and stuff like that. She's uh, I think she's Heidi L. Taylor on uh, Facebook and everything. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we don't. There's a couple things that we can do, so we don't know. We're gonna stay in contact, or we're gonna be in contact with her, then just until the 16th to figure out what we're gonna do with that. But um, but yeah. So that's kind of what's gonna be going on. You all good? Yeah, that's yeah. over the pot. That's over there for the comments. But well, uh, I want to say haunted souls, paranormal. Thank you for this year. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you for the support. Um, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, we were had a lot more on tonight uh, and stuff like that. Our numbers just keep getting bigger. Um, we still need to hit that five hundred mark so we can give something away. Um, we might have something on 
we might give someone away on our season premiere. Maybe. Yeah, we maybe. might give we, something away. Maybe uh maybe Heidi will give a little 10 minute, 15 minute reading at the yeah, it might maybe be we'll like talk on, to her. It might be like on us or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. we'll figure out something. Maybe we'll give a reading if you come to the to the to the fair or something like that. Um and stuff, or we'll give away. But if you do get the 500, we get the 500 by January 16th. We will do, be going away, giving away this t-shirt still. Yeah. So don't forget about that. Um, I don't know how many we have right now. I think we're close to 400. I'm not too sure. Yeah. It. So it's crazy. It. Not even a year. We almost got 500 followers, subscribers, and yes. stuff like that. So, yes, thank you so much this yes. year for the support. Um, thank you for the support. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you, Angel and yes. stuff. We will get in touch with you. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Safe. Uh, we want you all back for January 16th. Healthy. And, yeah, nice and healthy. Can't wait to, you know, have a new come back and watch. Yes. We'll have a new platform, a new things, new links uh, to listen and watch. Yeah. Um, and a new website, hopefully. We're going to get some stuff done yeah. in this next couple of weeks. And get we new pictures, you. new merch. Yeah, we'll miss you. We I don't know what you. I'm gonna do on Tuesday nights. <laughs> it's good. We're gonna forget it's Tuesday. It's, it's gonna be weird to like, we go do something on a Tuesday. I know we gotta do something. Um, but uh, yeah, everybody, be safe. Have a Merry Christmas. Yes, love you guys. Thank you for the support. Yes. Stay spooky. <laughs> Bye, guys. Forget that.